Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Hello, everybody. It is Saturday night. You know, Frank Sinatra used to have a song called It's the Saturday Night and the Longest Night of the Week. But it's not lonely for me and the family because we have the adorable one. Hello, adorable. Hello, lovable. Yeah. It... Anyone who has missed out on this, we've selected our own names. Ralph in California is Cuddle. Yes. And Ron in Hawaii is Irresistible. Yes. And my sister has been dubbed by, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just say Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> and it's Saturday night, January 14th, year 2017. You like to have your own nickname? You can, you can register it and trademark it and send it to Patricia. She's the keeper of all Saturday night nicknames in the family, so that's one of her many tasks. So she she'll put it she'll put it by your map. You know she had to this global map. You know I was thinking about yeah. our map and it's up on my bulletin board and everything, and I haven't been keeping track of it. We have a map, and every time someone called from a state, I put a dot on that state's map. So and I haven't done it. It's shame on me. So we have to have the map. Now she can add nicknames next to that. So it'll be right on, in the same <laughs> filing cabinet. Oh, yes. Anyway, everybody. Hello. Yes, my hello, dear. Alden. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. I didn't say hello to you. Hello. And hello to our 
Lovely. And Gus, I would really like that song by Perry Como. I was singing along with Perry. Probably you were it. singing along with Perry? Yes, I was. I had my microphone. Did he appreciate it? Well, I was appreciating because I was singing how wonderful Patricia was. Oh, you spoil me. You think I do? Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the uh, previous generation, a couple generation girl that, that females need to be treated with loving kindness, gentleness, and thoughtfulness, and stuff like that. There, because they are God's special creatures, so they need to be well uh, taken care of. Oh, special creatures! Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, uh, all creatures, great and small. Very James, good. Somebody, yeah, James. Somebody. Ooh. If you told me his name, I'd recognize it. Wrote a book. He's a veterinarian, and he wrote a couple of books. And mm-hmm. he wrote the first one about, of course, animals. They're all about animals. But he wrote it. The title of it was "All Creatures Great and Small." Great title. I think you should adapt that for your next book. <laughs> all creatures, small and small. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of things. And I have stuff too. So you do your thing well, you first. You do your stuff. You you do your stuff first. Ladies first. Oh, oh, I like this. <laughs> I like. This. All right. I I gave you a heads up mm-hmm. for everyone. This is National Soup Month. So when you call in, I want you to tell me what your favorite soup is. And Walden has a dozen, so he has to ponder this a little bit. Let's see here. It's um. Let's put this on the calendar. 7.35 in the West Coast. Five minutes in the show, and we've already taken on food as a topic. Okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> we, we want credit for this. <laughs> well, when, it, when food is in the month, oh, yeah. it's pretty easy, you know? It is also, I, I find this intriguing. Help me understand this. It is National Braille Literacy Month. So only 10, 10 blind, 10% of all blind people can read Braille, so there's a big gap out there. I know, and I remember you were telling yeah. us that several times. Yeah. What? I, I don't understand this. It's National the, Braille Literacy my, Month. Well. I'm, I'm suspecting or deducing or inferring that this is an encouragement for everyone, including blind, blind people, to learn Braille. Well, but really, it's sort of a passe art. I know it is. Yeah, but, but well, probably the biggest problem is you have to have the feel in your hands, and not mm-hmm. everybody able to have a, a brush with that. Well, and some people yes. might have it if other people told her what to do with oh. the Braille. <laughs> <laughs> Walden sent me, I asked him to send me just a sample so I could see whether or not my fingers were good. Could Her, her <laughs> finger could do the walking, yes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And my goodness, I could not detect the, the bumps and the, and the bruises. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Well, then he told me, you start from right to left. You don't go left to right. Said, well, maybe that would help. And then he told me, you have to use two fingers. And I thought, well, that might help because it would give me an advanced warning of what's coming up. Right. And then he told me, 
don't use baby powder to make it. <laughs> it didn't come with instructions, Walden. Not that it would have made any difference, but... Well, um, no, 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 wait a minute. Know, I think that they're pretty sensitive, so... Uh, are you are an you instruction reader kind of person? Absolutely. Oh, okay. So are and you... And when you, I see terms of service uh -huh. and privacy policy uh -huh. on websites that want me... Yeah, you know, yep. they're asking you to sign up for so I read every single word. Every word. Okay, so are it's you... Half an afternoon sometimes, but, are, are, but I do. Are you one of the consumer consumer advocate reader person type of people? In other I'm words... In other words, the consumer report. You know, would you be one of those that would read the consumer report before you would buy something? Oh, I, I read everything I can get my hands on on the Internet, Yeah. I do. I look for reviews. I look for when I'm buying electronic equipment. Mm -hmm. There's a website, CNET, the letter C, N E T, dot com. And they do some great reviews up there. So if you're looking for information, you can put in whatever okay. piece of equipment you're, you're looking for and C.net. Okay. okay. Now, are there anything in your life? <laughs> I knew you were going to get <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I was diverting. I was. You taught me so well. What? Okay. Are there anything in your life that you is would just anything? that you would dive headfirst into without reading the consumer report? Chocolate. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan in Indiana. Oh my goodness! A special treat. Thank you. He sent. He sent my box to Walden, and Walden's mom mailed it to me. It is a box of bourbon balls. Well, I had one tonight, and I thought my eyes were going to tear. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness, they are so good. Well, see, now that's the advantage Patricia has. She, her, her box belongs to her. Anything that comes in this house is just shared by the family. So I, I wound up with one bourbon ball, and the rest <gasps> got, the rest got uh, shared in the family. And Patricia gets to well, Patricia gets to enjoy the whole box. What a crummy thing! Let no. me talk to your mother. No, I think that's just fair in the family, you know. Well, there are four people, three, four people in your family. Mm -hmm. Right. I counted them. There are fifteen in the box. Right. Well, somebody in my family <laughs> must really like them. I think so, and it wasn't you. No. Well, no. I mean, it is you. I, I, I love I love that Dan gave it, the, uh, but I also love to treat to treat them out, uh, treat them, you know. So whoever now, if it were the uh, fruitcake that came into the house, there would only be either two things would happen to it. I would eat it all, or Mom would decide it's gotten too old and dump it. So one. <laughs> I'm th I think I'm the only one in the family that likes food cake. So. You oh my gosh, we have to put a leash on your mom. Yeah, she is. She is the Mrs. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning person of of America. I I think the word is aggressive. Well, for example, my mama trying to have her keyboard starting to get shot. Well, we mm -hmm. had several keyboards in the spare, but my mo in in the in the storage unit. But my mother, my mother liked to clean, so they, all they went out. So dad was out looking around for new keyboards. So now my mom, my mom liked mm. to clean. Mm. 
Just be I'm careful. Groaning. Just be careful. Just be careful, Patricia. <laughs> That's all. I think, I think the most careful thing I could do is lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> and you, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I told you one time to get one of those skulls, like the Jolly Roger with mm-hmm. the, the flag with the skull that the mm-hmm. pirates used to fly. Yeah, and put it on your door and say contaminated and contagious and police stripes all over the place. That wouldn't work, though, would it? Not here. Oh, too funny. Okay, well, you do your thing and think about your soup while you're doing it, and I I will do my thing. Well, I can give my soup on the table now, or you want me to do my stuff first? Do your, well, yeah, do your stuff first. Okay. Decisions, decisions. I always have to make decisions. All right, Patricia's going to do her thing while I do my thing. So here's my thing. Let me go. Okay. <laughs> go. I want to go over. <laughs> I want to go over the schedule with everybody because we're we're in one long, crazy schedule period of his life. So one. Uh, well, everybody. This is a daily occurrence. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Order in the court. Banging on the gavel. Order in the court. I'm the judge. Okay. Now. You said I could be. You are. Okay. Your Your Highness. Um, very good. <laughs> are we gonna have? Are, are we gonna demonstrate the new, the new um creature in your life over there tonight too? By the way. Oh, I might. Okay. 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 Why? When, when sure. we have a lull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go, and I'll go get the creature. All right. All right. Now, uh, this coming Wednesday. My mom and dad and I and John Roy are heading off to Las Vegas for the Spurvac Convention. We'll be broadcasting the Spurvac Convention this weekend. And that will be Friday, January 20th, Saturday, January 21. It will start Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock Pacific or 5 o'clock Eastern. Let me go over some of the highlights and line up with everybody. We'll start on the blue, probably around 145 uh, West Coast or 445 Eastern. And you'll hear Martin Graham go over the, the story of Truth and Consequences. Robert Matson go over the plane crash of Carol Lombard and the flying career of Jimmy Stewart. You'll hear a new play uh, by Evan Farber called The Weird Weekly News. So by 8 o'clock Eastern or 5 o'clock Pacific, we'll take a two and a half hour dinner break. And so I expect Patricia to eat her bourbon balls at that time. So we'll be back on both the red and blue, 10.30 Eastern Friday night. You'll hear John Lurie hosting a sitting around visiting with these people. Beverly Washburn, Gloria McMillan, Richard Hurd, Paul Peterson. Tony Dow, Tommy Cook, Ivan Curry, and Stuffy Senior. At 8 o'clock, if you love detectives, Don Ramlo, who's from Michigan and ha- have directed over 300 radio plays on their local radio station in there, will be directing Michael Shane with Tony Dow, Paul Peterson, Beverly Washburn, Richard Hurd, and others. 
Then we'll hear Tommy Cook as Sam Spade in the Sam Spade parody. Then we'll move into uh, Fibber McGee and Molly with Duffy Singer playing Fibber. And then we'll wrap it up with X-1, Mars is Heaven, the Ray Bradbury play. So we should be done by, I say, 1 o'clock Eastern Friday night. Back to Saturday. Which means 3 o'clock. Uh, 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern, which should be 10 o'clock out here. Yeah, I know, but it'll be 3 o'clock here. Oh. You guys always have so much fun. That's true. And, you know, it, 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 you know, an inch here and an inch there, and pretty soon it adds up to a yard. That's true. Yeah, okay. But so, fun. Yeah. So, so... Saturday morning, we have a warm we have a warm up show. You know, we we go on air at noon Eastern time, but we have a warm up show. It's called the Dave Kane Show, and he he'll warm it up, he'll warm it up Saturday morning over at what the radio station's over there W R M P I think it is or something like that. Oh, I can let you know in a minute. <laughs> whatever whatever I have doesn't work. So. Uh oh. Uh-oh. No. I know. Uh-oh. So we I better know. figure this out. W- it is... Yep. W-N-R-I. Does that sound familiar? Nope. But that might be a new oh. one. No, that's the old one. That's du- why it doesn't work. Uh, I, I think... I tried W-R-M-P. I'll, I'll try it later. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so... So hopefully by by now in a week from Saturday morning, Patricia will know what station she'll be on. She'll be the uh, the special guest of Dave Kane. Somehow I think if now he's on from nine to noon. So I don't know if Patricia's gonna be on for an hour, two hours, or three hours, or what? I don't think she knows yet what she's supposed to be doing. Do you know? Oh yes, I do. You want to make your announcement? No, I don't. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. See what happens when you talk to a cat. I will be there at 9 o'clock. Dave has an interview scheduled with Bobby Rydell from the rock and roll period. And I have to get off, so he frees up a line. And then when Bobby is finished, then I come back on. So it depends on how long Bobby Rydell is with him. Wait a minute. You I'm know, getting replaced. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. I wait know. I'm getting replaced. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm on. Yeah, if I was hosting the show, I wouldn't bump you off. I would have you on with my special guest. Well, he can't because I would be on the phone that Bobby Raydell is supposed to be on. Well, there's a thing called conference call, Dave. It's a new invention out there. You, you just might want to try that out, you know? I'm not the tryout person, No. And besides, I talk a lot, so yeah, but I wouldn't have me there either. I would. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're my special committee. Anyway, I I I vote that they have you on with Bobby at the same time. Now you can do anything, Dave. I believe in you. You can pull this off. Now you know it's, it's your show, but the family will protest. So it's just up to no. you. You know, but it's fine with me. Yeah, but it's not with the family. The family protests. Yeah, but, okay, now, so... We're, we're back to yeah, but... Yeah, but, okay, yeah, but... 
Now, Patricia yeah. will be on sometime for the three hours or less, depending on how Dave works out his guests. Well, uh, I will be there at 9 o'clock at the opening of the show, he said. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that he asked me. I really enjoy this. Yeah, but but look, yeah, but we all know. Yeah. We all know your... <laughs> We all know your sweeping what? patterns. Say what? We all laughing over you. We all know your sweeping patterns. Oh yeah. I would have the special guest on nine o'clock, Dave. Move oh, yeah. it, th- and that way you let Patricia sweep in until you're ready to get her. That's what I would do, Dave. Anyway. Uh, but but suppose Bobby goes until noon, then I wouldn't be there at all. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can do and the. I'd a- like to be there. You can do the after show. It's fun. Hit show is fun. You can do the after show with with Davey. You can stay on. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when you figure out what I'm supposed to do, would you let me know? Well, I, I understand Patricia's going to be on starting at nine o'clock, and she'll have a, a lunch break. How's that? Does that sound better? Um, yeah, a breakfast break. A breakfast break. Yeah, I don't eat breakfast though. Mostly because I'm not awake. I know. I I eat it. Your lunch is my breakfast. Well, sometimes sometime I just start with lunch. Yeah, me too. You know? Mm-hmm. Lunch, supper, and dinner. Or is it supper, is it lunch, dinner, and supper? I don't know. I don't know how you figure this one out. Okay, so that's the warm-up show. So I expect I expect <laughs> Dave to treat Patricia with tender loving care. If not, I'll oh, find I'll find out about it. You know, we'll, we'll, I believe it's radio station WRNP. Now, WRNP. Uh, that's right. I sent an email to him a few days ago and asked if he would let me know or send me a correct well, link because the one I have doesn't work. You know what? What we could do actually look on his website, DaveKane dot com. Okay. Or that, we could call him. That's true. We could do that. I'm trying. I think it's a little late to call people. I don't. <laughs> it's only three hours. It's only oh. seven o'clock out here. Well, yeah. You explain that to him when he picks up his phone, please. Oh, he would answer our call. Mm, it, maybe he'll maybe he'll call in later. Okay. So okay. Patricia woke up. Dave's website and confirm the radio station, but that's the warm-up okay. show. She'll be, Patricia will warm it up because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Does Dave know all of this? No, he doesn't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just. Uh-huh. You, you know, if you. You're just. If yes. If I guess I'm just pulling his strings. You know. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, he's my host. Don't hurt him. I won't. But I just want him to treat you fairer and kindly. Oh, he does. Yeah, I don't think you have to remind him of that. But just in case, why don't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Okay, what uh, else do you have to announce? At 11, what, what, what? I was still on Saturday. I haven't gotten down to Saturday yet. Now, 11.45 okay. in the morning, Patricia will have announced that tune into Yesterday USA and Walden, John, and Larry will be broadcasting the convention from Las Vegas. And... Probably about 11.45 on the blue. Saturday morning we'll be on. We're going to open up with a brand new play called Press for Love with Tony Dow, Paul Peterson, and Beverly Washburn. 
And then John Lurie will have the Jack Benny panel. And then after that, our friend Perry Huntoon, who you hear on Sunday night, she'll be going over the life and times of Bing Crosby, his music. We'll take a, a break. And then a new drama group from New Mexico is coming over to do Easy Aces. And then Martin Graham to go over the history of the Lone Ranger for 90 minutes. Then we'll have the Thin Man. We'll be broadcasting Thin Man at 4 o'clock West Coast or 7 o'clock Eastern. We'll take a dinner break. Then we're going to go back on the red and blue at 10.30 Eastern. John Roy will continue part two of the Sitting Around Visiting. And then the shows are uh, the Campbell Playhouse, um, Private Lives with Richard and Patricia Hurd. About an excerpt from that. The Bickersons, directed by Stuffy Singer. Oh, yes. Yes. My Friend Irma, with starring Beverly Washburn and Gloria McMillan and Tony Dow. And then we'll wrap it all up with Who's On First, with starring John and Lori Gassman. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. And our friend Chad is coming from the bracket to play music. So it will be a fun time. We'll be broadcasting both days. And then we'll be driving back Sunday the 22nd. And I have no idea if we're going to have the energy to do a live show or not. We'll get play it by ear on Sunday night the 22nd. Moving back, moving ahead, on Saturday night, January 28th, Joni Canova will be Patricia's special guest. And I have Mom mail her bio to you in the mail. So you should get that here. Oh, good. Thank you. Next couple of days. She's a Florida gal. And has a long career singing and performing in the state of Florida. So the Canova's family have deep roots in that state. So, and John in Florida was the person who helped Walden connect with her. Absolutely. So thank you, John. That's really great. Well, you know, uh, on Friday night, February tenth, um, Dave King. It's going to be simulcasting with John, Larry, and your true and Patricia. So, you know, if Dave hasn't made sure he hasn't taken care of Patricia then, but on, <laughs> on next week, we'll find out about it, everybody, on Friday night, uh, February 10th, year 2017. And looking ahead, on Saturday, March 11th, We'll have two shows. We'll be broadcasting live from the Long Beach Veteran Hospital. We'll be doing the stage production of It's a Wonderful Life, starring Tony Dow at the Spurvac Annual Meeting. It's free. The theater holds 250. Bob Pope, Jack Benny did the radio show there. And so after dinner, then I'll come home and be with Patricia. I might be a few minutes late because, you know, we got to... Make sure John and Lori can find their front door. So, <laughs> so, so, oh so, so, uh. None but, of us signed on for this kind of abuse, sir. Oh, no. 
Oh no. So that oh, that is, that is the current lineup at the moment. We'll also be broadcasting reps April twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. Back to Patricia. Phew! How can I follow that? Oh, because you're talented and you're smart and you got topics. And I, and I got some stuff. Yes. One really sad thing, the redwood tree that we talk about occasionally with the great big tunnel yes. in California, Yes. it fell over. Oh, man. I know. It was all the rain, loosened stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I, I can't imagine that a tree, how a tree survived for as long as that did with a hole in its tummy. Can you imagine the noise it must have made when it came down? Oh, my gosh. I, the thing was over a 1,000 years old. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. They said in the article that I read, it was just a really short one, and I thought, oh, no, not our Redwood. Oh. It said there were a couple of more in the park that had tunnels through them, but this was the largest, and it fell over. Must There's been a... no way you can hoist something back up and brace something that size. It was huge. How huge was it? It was huge. <laughs> yes, huge. I wish I knew the origin of that. I swear it's our used car sale, or I guess he's a, a live car salesman, not a dead one, who started using it a couple of years ago. We've got this great bargain. It's huge. And the guy is just creepy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to buy a car from this guy. But anyway, somebody is because he's got the hottest, the hottest dealership in, I guess, the state of Florida. I don't know, maybe the country. So somebody's buying cars from him, but he has been using the word "huge" for several years. I I I, I use car dealers the most interesting TV advertising vehicles of all time. Cause out 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 here we used to have a guy who used to have advertise with his dog. Cal Worthington in a dog spot. And they were the king. <laughs> they were the king of the late night ads on all the on the local TV all night movies. And about every 15 minutes you would see Cal Worthington in a dog spot lying on some car. And he's going over the, what a great deal the car was. I mean, it's what I remember as a kid. Oh, my God. Goodness, how long did that go on? Forever. 30, 40 <laughs> years or better. Even if it were two weeks, it would seem like it was forever. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. So, Within his dog spot. That's dog good. Spot. I like that one. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering, you car salesmen are oh, the king of the uh, most interesting advertisers in local TV. Get, get a thought. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, hmm. Well, if you need a heads up mm-hmm. on a used car dealer here, one you should stay away from, I would be happy to email it to you. <laughs> Boy, did I take a bath on that one. And it was my fault. You know, I well, you didn't, have, you didn't have any wheels. That, you were sort of desperate, my dear. I, I was sort of desperate. Mm-hmm. You are right. Yeah. But I, I figured today, the way I handed it up and subtracted, that I got yanked for $6,000, and that was not a nice thing to do. Not to me, anyway. You want to give them free advertisement? We can, we can now send your name around the world. 
I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're still in business. I don't think so. But everybody knows what kind of car I drive. That's true. You you are a very faithful Toyota person. <gasps> oh, Walden, you said it. Well, true. You said that word. Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> That'll give a hint. Yes. 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 I'd be happy to happy to email my experiences to everyone. If nothing, if not because you're buying a car, but for amusement, that would be candy. <laughs> I can amuse you. So, yeah. Oh, also, Steve sent a note. It's James Harriet, and that was absolutely correct. Um, the author or the vet who was not a brother. Ah, uh, um, okay. I, I don't um, I'm a lot that, but it was James Harriet who was listed as the author of All Creatures Great and Small. Thank you, Steve. So, thank you, Steve. Oh, right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always helping me, and Ed, too. We have Ed and Steve out there. Neither one of them ever call in, but they always let me know stuff, and I really appreciate it. So I have just a couple of more things. What do I have? Oh, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> we talked to John in Maryland tonight. Mm -hmm. John has been quite ill and he is home right now, but he's having a hard time, and he prays for all of you. So I am asking that you all pray for him and help him through this difficult time. But he sounds good. He's, he's just, John is the person, the family member who told us about the German renter. He rented a room from his mom in mm -hmm. 1937, and she had no idea what he was doing. Nobody did. As John said today, who knew that there was a war going on in <laughs> Europe when you're seven years old? Anyway, uh, he would entertain himself by going out and taking pictures of the Navy fleet in Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's funny now. This is like almost 100 years ago. It, 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 it's actually not funny, but it's amusing that nobody mm -hmm. knew what was going on because they didn't know what was going on. But um, this guy had asked his mother repeatedly, would he would she take this package of material to the post office and mail it to Germany for yeah. him? <laughs> she would. And it turned out to be many, many pictures of the American fleets. So and anyway, the John F is the person. And the, mm -hmm. F and the FBI visited his family during the war, wanting a little more background information. So yeah, they they knew, I guess, at, at, after but a Somebody knew. Point. I mean, yeah. After a while, somebody knew. Yeah. Um, and he checked out. I don't know when he checked out, but eventually we were we were drawn into World War Two, yep. and everybody knew a lot more as a result of that. But anyway, John is the person who told that wonderful story and tells great stories he does. along the way, and he wanted to be remembered to everybody, and he doesn't have access to the station right now, so he's probably not hearing, but I did send his daughter some information that might help him get on, and I hope be able to call in and at least say hi once in a while. Sure. So we did that today, and I was so pleased to be able to talk with him. And we have Dick Judge's email. Dick is a longtime collector of old-time radio and has graciously said that if any of our listeners want some shows, and particularly difficult to find shows, he would be happy to mail them to you. 
he asks if you can to help him with the postage, but otherwise he'll just mail it to you. And I think that that is such a wonderful gift. Nobody has asked me for his address, but I do have his email address, and you can communicate with him directly if you've got a show that you would like, and he would be happy to help. I think that's wonderful. Very nice. Two more items. Well, actually, three more items, and I should have gone out to remind myself of the name of the person who did the coin toss on who would, I think it was the Big Bopper, um, on who would go on the plane that oh, crashed with Buddy Holly and yeah, Richie Valens. And, yeah. yeah. He died this week. And, um, you know, he was remembered more for the coin toss than he was for his career. Wow. But he, he died this week, and I just wanted to make sure that we paid our respects to him because sure. he was he was um, a very good adjunct to the gang, and he kind of fell out of view after the terrible plane crash that went on. So, all right, so two more. Do you remember we were talking about, about drones and, and the ones that people get for Christmas? Uh, yep, I do. Well, I found an article. I just came across it. I found an article in one of the newspapers, and it's titled, Santa Delivered the Drone. And it's a collection of all the catastrophes that have happened, <laughs> mostly with fathers. The kids can do well with them, but the fathers go crazy. They're pulling them out of trees and, <laughs> and neighbors' roofs. So anyway, I will dig through and pick up a couple of tidbits that are fun to look at. But Santa delivered the drone. And yesterday, happy birthday, Dan. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Woohoo! Good job, In Dan. In honor of Friday the 13th. Somebody assembled a collection of the uh, superstitions that 10 of our presidents had. One of them was FDR, who was absolutely crazy over the number 13. Hmm. He would not stay on the 13th floor. He would not have 13 to dinner. He would never do anything on any date of the 13th at all 12 months. Don't ever schedule anything for him on the 13th. And Friday the 13th, of course, was off the charts. But William McKinley, I should have saved this for your presidential <laughs> question. His famous superstition was what? Uh, William McKinley, um, I don't know. He had to have a red carnation uh, in his hotel okay. for good luck. Yes, it started, <clears throat> excuse me, when someone uh, who was his political opponent and then later became a friend would bring Mr. McKinley a red carnation every time they met. But the first time it happened, McKinley won the election. So he put some great significance onto this this. Um, Red Carnation, that was protecting him and giving him good luck. However, on September 6, 1901, he took off his carnation and gave it to a little girl. And he was doing that just as the shooter was preparing to him. And indeed, he did. So, was it the Red Carnation? No. It was, I don't think so either. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I am not a superstitious person. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, black kitty cat. Poor little thing. Grew up with black fur. That's all. <laughs> so, 
anyhow, that's the end of my list. I think. I'll think of other stuff. Are we going to go over our soup stuff now? Yes. I want to know what Walden's favorite soup is. And then for all of our callers, because it is National Soup Month, I would like to know what yours are, too. Okay. What is your favorite soup? Okay. Now, would people classify this as a soup? I'm going to put it on the table, and it's up to Patricia <laughs> to decide. <laughs> You're going to put the soup on the table. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> Right now, yes. my favorite would be chili. I love chili. Hmm. So chili or soup? I, I don't know how to classify that. I would accept it as a soup. Right after that, I, I'm, that's for sure. Yeah. Right. Right after that, I I'm in the mood for potato, potato soup. I love potato. Potato soup. Oh yeah. Interesting. I love yeah, chili. Mhm. Uh, I would put chili in that department. I love a, a stew, a thick stew. I love sports. Yeah. I love sport peas. Oh, now we're going through his whole list. Oh yeah. Chili on top, though. Okay. All right. What's what else is on your? I list? love be- vegetable beef. Which you had tonight, you mm-hmm. said. Chicken noodle. <laughs> Tomato bait. It ba- might be easier if I asked you which soups you do not like. <laughs> I like French onion. I like. Ooh, really? Oh yeah. Mmm, good stuff. I love tomato. With now without cheese on top. Uh, I like it with cheese. Okay. Now, and I grew up with, uh, for many Sundays after church, tomato soup made with milk, and grilled cheese sandwiches, uh-huh. and grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, so, oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah. So. Mmm. Mmm. Good. Yeah. Oh, very good. You you copied Dill Charbet very well, my dear. Uh-huh. He's mm. the one who created it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good. You remember what soup he was trying to sell when when they offered him the two-for-one? He, he asked for a two-for-one? In other words, mm. there was a soup that they, that they didn't really... They made it, but they didn't really sell too much of it, and... He asked, if I could push, if I could sell it, you double my salary. And after was it, two or three days, they told him to stop because they ran out of soup. So what <laughs> what flavor, everybody, what flavor did he want in and pitch? I, oh, gosh, I know you told us this one other time. Yep. I'll take a shot and say mushroom soup. Nope, and he, and he sold And What he used, the technique he used to sell it is take a little... Lemon, lemon juice, and put it in the, into the soup, and it will have a wonderful flavor. That America tried that with the brand of soup. And well, it it was Campbell's, I guess. Right, Campbell soup. It had to be Campbell's. It was Campbell that would be soup. Mm, good. Yeah. And what was the soup? Black bean. Oh, I can understand why they had a hard time <laughs> selling it. I like and black I guess beans. The lemon yeah, I like black the bean lemon soup. The taste. Well, in the hint that, that's the way they all. You don't like black bean mm-hmm. soup? Well, it doesn't sound exciting. Okay. Navy bean soup is good. Navy bean soup. Yeah. I don't think I've ever have ever had navy bean soup. Oh, we'll have to get you some navy bean soup. Okay. Okay. Very now, good. what's on what's on the top of your soup list? 
depends on what day it is. Okay, Saturday. Progress, well, I'll have some. Progress, oh, yeah. <laughs> Progress, oh, thank you. Progress, oh, this week, oh, Walden, I'll tell you. Remember I told you last Sunday I slept through the entire day? Yep, I remember. I got so messed up on my medications, I ran out of them a, a day early. I had no idea what I did. I have been looking and saying, what is today? I'll come to the computer and say, okay, it's Tuesday. This is good. I thought it was Wednesday. It, it's just... Well, I'm so mixed up. So thank you for the reminder. Today is Saturday. Well, I, I, I know. I mean, driving that long trip from Alabama, you had to reset your clock a little bit. And that's why that's why you're off just a tad. <laughs> it wasn't a tad. It was 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than a tad. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. So anyway, Progresso has some really great suits. And I like, they've got... A broccoli and chicken cream type stuff. Ah, okay. And I like that one a lot. I like their, their creamy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, chicken and dumpling and stuff like that there. Okay. Okay, now it's Sunday. What, what, what are you going to have on Sunday? Not soup. Oh, you said soup every day of the week, depending on what day of the week. No, no, oh, no. Oh. If you ask. Oh. <laughs> I have to learn to communicate. <laughs> Gee whiz. I'm sorry. I meant if you ask me on Tuesday what my favorite is, it might be different because my taste buds would be warmed up for something different. Okay. Any so I, I will say I will say Progresso, and I expect them to send me a case of Progresso because I mentioned their name. Okay. Are there any soup that you don't like? I would think it would probably be black bean. Really? But <laughs> well, I don't know. I never tasted it. You know, wait a minute. I how you don't know if you'll like it, you haven't tasted it. I know, I know. But if I had to pick one, yeah, but I would say that's probably on the list. Blech. Why? I don't know, just black. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen black beans, and they look just like black lumps. And it's not very appetizing. Well, if you're reading a newspaper, then you would have noticed it, right? What? Well, you're reading the paper, your eye will be distracted so you can eat the soup and enjoy it. And, and miss my mouth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to watch where it's going. I wear it on my shirt. But did you know, and, mm -hmm. and we have to get to calls in a minute. Hold on, hold on, I'm still talking. <sighs> Which is the bane of Saturday nights. <laughs> there was a study done you, many you, years you, ago. You know why, everybody? Because Patricia doesn't talk to anybody for the first six days of the week until Saturday, and then she gets all out, and she goes back to her hermit So that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. How did you know that? Well, just a speculation on my part. Good, good speculation. Okay. Good speculation. Okay. So I'll tell you one quick about a study. Yes. That was done, several of them, in fact, for the food industry many years ago. And they decided that blue food, anything blue, if you put blue mm -hmm. food dye in a cake, if you just anything that was blue, people didn't want to eat. Things like blueberries were, were the exception. But if you put blue food in front of people, they would bypass it and go this Well, the industry ignored that over the last decade or so. And kids' candy is blue and mm -hmm. foods are blue. But... That's what the industry deduced from their studies, they inferred, 
would be a better, they concluded, that um, people would not eat blue food. Yep. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but. So anything blue, I don't want to eat. Yeah, but. What? Back in the old what? days of old-time radio, mm-hmm. in the 30s, 40s, they always talked about the blue plate special. Yes, but I don't know how that started. Yeah, but, well, you know, maybe it was on blue plates. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering, I, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, it, the, the food wasn't blue. The, the time yeah, of y- day. Do yep. I have to look that up? Yes, you do. Oh. Okay, you know. Oh. Okay, I'm finished. Wait a minute, you haven't done your other topic yet. Yeah. What other topic? Charlie Chan. Oh, I did. I looked up Charlie Chan. Okay. I looked up Charlie Chan. And in 1928, they started with a couple of pictures, you know, the really early, early ones. And they were played, the parts were played by a couple of Oriental characters, one from China and two from Japan. But when they moved into the regular uh, Fox production type thingies, it was... Um, Oh, Hold on. <laughs> I always get the, there were only two, and that's what we were talking about. Right. Um, and. Sidney yeah. Tolan was one uh, of them. Warner Oland sure. and. Sidney Tolan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did um, the movie? Those, how, how long did the movie series sort of go? It went until the last. Um, I guess. Wait a minute. One of them died in. Oh, gosh. I don't know. They, one was like 1932 and the other one 1938, somewhere around there. And um, so when the, when the second one died, they discontinued the series. Ah. Okay, so Marvin Miller played it, but I, I guess maybe with television. I don't know what it what was all about. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and it wasn't radio? No. No, uh... Egg Bagley. Who played Charlie Chan on radio? Egg Bagley did it for a while. Really? Yeah. My gosh, what a versatile actor. Oh, no doubt about that. But the one that we have the recording for, I don't know who that is. That's probably a Mr. Mr. John Dunning book question kind of thing, you know. Okay. You're sending me to my homework again. (laughs) So and I'm supposed to look up blue pigs. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming the book came out first, or were they pulp magazines? I don't oh, yeah. know. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So are we about ready? I think so. Okay. Well, see, the phones are working tonight, everybody. And the phones are some one four, five four five, two zero seven one. They were waiting for me to hush up. I know. Hello there. You're on the air. Uh oh. Hold on, Carl. I think I'm having some more phone issues tonight. Don't go away. Don't go away. We'll be here. Oh. We'll be here. I'll tell you some more superstitious stuff while Walton is straightening things out. Okay. And I should have saved this one for him as well. Jimmy Carter. In the source that I was using today, it's history.com, Jimmy Carter was described as not the most exciting of presidents, but there was one remarkable thing about him, and maybe I should leave that to Walden and the rest of the gang. Are you there, Walden? I guess not. Then I won't leave it for you. 
Yes, I will. What did Jimmy Carter have that set him apart from not only the other presidents, but from most other people? Interesting. Yes. Okay. Gold. I've, I've got all this new stuff that's, that's really great, but it's unimportant, so it's useless but fun. Gold is the only metal that doesn't rust, even if it's buried in the ground for thousands of years. But how do they know it's been there thousands of years? I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. If you stop getting thirsty when you're hot, you need to drink more water because when a human body is dehydrated, its thirst mechanism shuts off which I found quite interesting. If you're dying of thirst, you don't want water. Hmm. Hmm. And Roman numerals. We've got lots of Roman numerals, and you can add, subtract, and do all sorts of things with Roman numerals, except zero is the only number that cannot be represented by Roman numerals, which I thought was pretty cool. And, ooh, in the American Civil War, the war between the states, kites were used to deliver letters and newspapers. Walden, are you still there? Yeah, I'm, ta I, I'm tangled I up. I, I'm tangled up. So give me a second. Oh, that, that, that's okay. I just didn't know if I was still here. I know if, if I were talking to myself, it would be okay because I'm a good audience. But uh, <laughs> I know all of this stuff. So. <laughs> Let's see. Um, um, all right. Peanut oil is used for cooking in submarines because it does not smoke unless it's heated above 450 degrees, which is not likely. So I think that's Boss interesting. You can set your picture on the fire and never know it. Skype trade app. Unlock app. Walden app. Search edit. App. See updates. App. All mobiles and landlines. You know, everything you find on the internet is true, but I guess it sounds pretty logical here. Nine out of every ten living things live in the ocean. If you believe it, you have to tell me why. Call mobiles and land space. All phones. Enter number edit. Let's see. Um, da -dum -dum -da -dum. I know that, and I bet you do. Eight, six, three, eight hundred sixty-three. Mm -hmm. The tooth is the three, only two, part of four. the human body that cannot heal itself. In fact, I don't think Nine. anybody can heal it. So, two. it can't be healed. This is good. Nine, Are we one, having fun yet? Enter, I one, eight, six, tab, insert a tab, anyways, button. Oh, at the group call enter, Patricia from FL Home, unloading jog, can't okay enter. The tail always points away from the sun, which is pretty interesting because it orbits the earth. Hi, John. We we have John from Florida. Hello, John. Here he is. Hi, John. How are you? I tell you, if you'd do me a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Would you run over your program for next two weeks again, please? Sure. I'll be, I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to. <laughs> you know, John, you have developed an unusual sense of humor in the last few weeks. <laughs> well, How are and, you doing? Okay, and I, I wanted to just say that you've never tried the black bean soup, but I've yeah. got a, a, a thing here. You'll never, you'll never forget it. You, you take and you uh, warm your soup up with your black beans. Take the black beans out, pour four ounces 
of the soup into an eight-ounce glass, and then you fill the glass with Jack Daniels and stir it up good, and you'll just love it. What do you think, Patricia? Uh-oh, did we lose Patricia? Meter six. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay, okay. I'm we sorry. We're waiting for you to laugh, Patricia. I was. I was howling. <laughs> <laughs> My question was, why bother with the soup? Let's go right for the Jack Daniels. <laughs> Gee, willikers. Take the shortcut, John, the shortcut. Why, uh, you mentioned the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting because I looked it up today, and I'm, I was born uh, in Indiana, lived in South Bend most of my life until I moved to Florida. And the first Lone Ranger, the Internet stated, was born in South Bend. And uh, he only lasted a short time because they had such strict rules, and uh, he could only be on the Lone Ranger, so he quit. As people look back in time, I felt that when uh, uh, Brace, uh, uh, before Brace Beamer took over, the second Lone Ranger was killed in an automobile accident. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was after the program was going on. But anyhow, I can remember when the, uh, oh, I can't remember, the enemy of the uh, Texas Rangers uh, shot them all up. And uh, uh, the Lone Ranger was, or the the Texas Ranger that survived, Mm -hmm. so took in, you know. And and I can remember when I was a little boy, them having that program where Tantra would just do the talking and the Mm -hmm. Lone Ranger wasn't around. And we thought at the time, or years later, that they were trying to find another fill-in for the Lone Ranger, and that's why they did that. But, you know, it's this, that, and the other, and you never know which one is really correct. Walden does. Well, Walden, you know. But Walden knows everything. Oh, now. I know. I know. And, oh, I want to impress you. It was the Cavendish gang that shot the Rangers. Yes, yeah, the Cavendish. Okay, that's all I know, Walden. You can go now. And... Um, um, uh, Beamer uh-huh. uh, was uh, he was good for showing at the time because he could ride a horse and handle a gun and everything. But when the TV series started, he was a little bit too old and overweight, and they thought he wouldn't make the, you know a good person you know for it. Yeah. Character. That's show business. Yeah, Clayton Moore was a good choice though. Oh yeah, he was wonderful. The voice of his. Oh, oh gosh, yes. They all had this. They all had this rumbling chest type voice, and I swear, all of them were smokers. I, I, I just can't imagine how to create a voice like they had without well, that kind of artificial in, intervention. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, anyhow, it's it's very interesting how some of these things come forth. And you find out you know, what happened because they everything was in secrecy. They didn't want the the person to be out uh, known as a Lone Ranger because they didn't want the character, to, you know, the the person to be known. Right. So they kept it in secrecy. Who was that masked man? 
and now I'll let you go. And uh, and I appreciate you guys answering my emails. Uh, uh, well, you always I don't have anything much to do these days. You're always fun to do that, John. To send a little tidbits and notes and stuff like that there. Yeah. So always good. It's, uh, fun to get a note back and uh, and uh, and and of course everybody thinks that it, uh, that uh, Patricia is Marilyn Monroe. I keep and talking. That is true. <laughs> and, uh, and you're Clark Gable. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, well, I'll let you go here, and uh, you guys have a, a good week, and uh, gee whiz, uh, don't kill yourself at these conventions. Oh, I love doing it, so it's, it's, it's you know, the hard work is trying to get ready for it. Once but, I show you know, up, then I'm done, you know, so. You talked about uh, the, the the blue and the, and the red uh, uh, radios and so forth. Will some of your things be on the station that I'm listening to? Uh, are you on the red or the blue? Are you on the red or the blue? I think I'm on the uh, red. Then, then yes. At at ten thirty at night, you'll hear everything. Yes, you'll you'll hear it. Oh, oh, oh it's it's going to be. You, you talked about daytime. Right, remember? we're going to be we're going to do both daytime and nighttime. Well, in the daytime, can I get it on? Uh, uh, on the daytime, just go to the blue. Just okay. go to the blue, and at night, it doesn't matter which one you're on. It's red or blue. Either one will work, but the day John, is the blue. I will, send, I will send you a link that will take you directly to the blue. Oh, okay. That's good. Patricia has pers- okay. Patricia takes care of everybody, personally. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's my magic list, yes. <laughs> well, uh, as long as well, I don't I destroy my list in any and, way, and, then and I'm, I'm fine. So, I'm so glad that we got uh, connected with uh, Joni Canova. Finally. Uh, uh, yes, and I got a message from her. Uh, I had called several times and couldn't get her, and I left a message. She called me, and she just left a wonderful message. You know, she was so gracious and everything. And so you should have a nice time interviewing I would her. think so. I think Patricia, I, what, got, what caught my ear, she's got that southern twang that all the Canovas had. So it's, it, it's going it's to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I used to see her out of Cypress Gardens. Uh-huh. When she was out there, but I'm so old now that I I can't get out. I'd like to see she uh, plays in several places, but I'm just too old. It's, uh, She's a drummer uh, too, Patricia. Besides a singer and things like drummer. that. Drummer. Uh huh. Really? Oh, oh how yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, I know several people that had uh, uh, bands, and her. Uh, see, what was it? Her brother played with her. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he he played with them, and uh, it's interesting when you start talking about around who knew who. You know. That is and, true. Uh, and then uh, uh, this uh, uh, at the end of January, the the first part of February, Frank Warner, who plays uh, the uh, bass for the Harmonic Hats, mm-hmm. they're going to be in uh, Florida. So uh, we generally meet every year and visit, and and. Uh, it, it's just fun knowing people in show business. Absolutely. It's a great fun. In fact, it's entered, and, it's, and, and you know, life is a stage. Ah, uh, uh, somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote that on. <laughs> somebody wrote the life is a stage and we're all characters. Is that, is that the famous line? I yeah. think we're talking about. 
Bell. Bell wrote that. Yeah, Bell wrote that. Yeah, William wrote that. Shakespeare. Yes. Actually, I think it's on. I think it's actually on Ronald Coleman tombstone. He he had that put on his uh, grave marker. Oh, really? Yeah. All the world's a stage. No yep. kidding. Yep. Well, it, it is true because I was in the funeral business, mm-hmm. and I was in other businesses, and you have to do a certain thing. Uh, you have to do a certain thing on your radio show, even though maybe you don't like the people. You know. I so have a. Acting. I got a question. Doctors. For- doctors are actors. Teachers are actors. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Everybody's on a stage all their life. What was the most interesting request when you were in the funeral business, John? What was the most interesting request that you had to make sure was fulfilled or taken care of? Anything comes to mind? Uh, not really. Uh-huh. Any, uh huh. Any 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 interesting st- saying on somebody's uh, gray marker? Anything like that? Nope. <laughs> and uh, I did several thousand things during my uh, lifetime, but uh, I remember um, some lady in the seventies. Her request was to be buried with her Cadillac. <laughs> you have to buy a pretty a big grave. Yeah, that, you can have to buy a pretty big grave, right? You're gonna be buried oh, yeah. with your Cadillac, yeah. right? Yeah, that would take up uh, um, six to eight grave spaces. Can you imagine? Yeah, I was, I was thinking six, but a Cadillac is long. Yeah. Yeah. Can you well, imagine? Of course, they could bury it nose down. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit oil, and then. Uh, and you'd have to have people digging for a week. Uh-uh. But, yeah, what uh, happens? They strike oil or something. Do they, yeah. they sell the property or something? What What happens then? I, I, I think you have to dig a little bit deeper than a. Uh, and agreed. It was always interesting. I used to uh, talk with many of the clergymen because I would always, being the owner, I always drove the lead car. Right. Mm-hmm. They would always tell me comical stories that happened to them and so forth. And uh, uh, the one uh, story that uh, was kind of comical was uh, this preacher was new in the town, he said, and he had a funeral, so he went to where he thought the church was and went in and went up and sat down. Uh, and uh, there was another man sitting there, too, and and uh, the other man approached him and said, uh, who are you? And he said, well, I'm Reverend so-and-so. And he said, well, I'm Reverend so-and-so. And, he, <laughs> and he, he said, well, I'm here to preach so-and-so's funeral. He said to the new preacher, well, that's a block down the street. <laughs> so he said, say the opening prayer. And then you can excuse yourself and I'll take over. <laughs> so he said he did the opening prayer and went on down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Double duty that day. That's yeah, funny. And, and I'm sure, as I, I can't remember now, you know, like I, I'm 88, and uh, I don't remember so good, but I'm sure there are many humorous things that happened uh, uh, during funerals, but I, I just don't recall. Not there's probably a few hundred thousand great stories that you know. Uh, Some that cannot be told. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, life, life is a stage. That's true. Yes. Uh, read it, Patricia. Read, 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 read Bill's writings for us. 
Oh, I forget the second line. All the world's a stage. But, um... <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and I know where you guys are coming from because, as I told you before, I entertained for 10 years. And uh, it there was just something about it. I, I, I know. Patricia, a lot of times, would say, I'm so tired just before the show. And I said, well, we can always do a short show. And she five hours later, she gotten so much full speed ahead, she can't go to sleep afterwards. So it's just yeah, it's like plug me into an electric socket. <laughs> yeah, it just there's something about it that just peps you up. I know I've been through the same thing where I didn't feel good, but I went on anyhow. And as soon as you go out on the stage, you feel ten times better. Mm-hmm. So that's why Patricia mm-hmm. swept. That's why Patricia swept all day Sunday. She was catching oh up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. By the time Monday morning rolled around, between Saturday night and Monday morning, uh-huh. Saturday night is like Sunday morning because <laughs> we mm-hmm. don't finish very much on time. So I got to sleep about 6 o'clock on Sunday morning, and by the time eight, uh, by the time Monday morning rolled around, I had slept a total of 23 hours. No kidding. Were you rested? I know. Were you rested? I don't know. I was I was just absolutely befuddled. The phone rang. It was 7.30. It was my sister. I said, is everything okay? She said, sure. And I said, well, what are you calling me at this hour for? She said, it's 7.30 at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I thought it was 7.30 in the morning. And you got up and knocked that uh, empty bottle of Jack Daniels over? Now, now, no. no. <laughs> You know, now, I, now, now. I, I, don't I am drink. a non-tippler. I don't drink, and yeah. uh, I belong to this poets club, and many of the people uh, were very religious, and you know. But mm-hmm. where, wherever you're at, if somebody says the right thing, you know when to come in with it. And now I mentioned Jack Daniels, and everybody just roars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But oh you have my to goodness. know when to say it. Yes. Yes, good timing. But anyhow, I'll let you guys go. All and, right, John. Uh, have a have a great time and uh, I will. kill yourself at that uh, convention. We we'll have a super time. We'll have and a super I time. I think you will. To, uh, I'll look forward to hearing you with uh, Joni. It'll be fun in two weeks. Yep. It, it it will be fun. Well, John, I'm so glad you got through. Thank you for calling. Okay, and we'll talk to you later. All righty. Okay. Take the old prospector, you know, I'm known as the old prospector. <laughs> and as the old prospector, I said, may the good Lord take a liking to you. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. And to you, too. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. Good oh, night. All right, we have, we have our friend Bob on the line, so we're going to see if the phone works. If not, I'll call Bob back. Bob, can you hear us? Okay, hold on, Bob. I'm going to get you on the other way. There, Bob. Uh, let me call you right back. Uh, well, well, I'll put you on the air. Hmm? Because somehow I'm having phone issues right now. Okay. Well, Dave Kane is no, also asking you to give you. him you know, a call. If I call you, then I can put, then I can hear everything. Say what? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, hold on. We're going to get it. All right.
and and you did get my message. Tell Walden to call me. That's what he said in his email. Who? Dave Kane. Oh, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> He's my host next week. Jaws Professional Patricia from F O Tab plus one eight six three three two O Tab Patricia from O Tab Skype Trade Tab Create a Tab Contact Tab Recent Tab Patricia from Tab Patricia Tab Patricia Tab Online Tab Walden Tab Search Edit Act Favor Patricia Unread Unread Messages John G- Bill Bra- Unread Me- Frank R- Martin Ed Clue Perry Unread Messages Michael Pat from Russ from D- Brian Ed- Ralph Sw- Bob from Wishkin's applications. Consent. Invite. Enter. Leaving menus. Patricia. Unloading. Jo- can't. I, okay. I enter. I think we've got dead air here, but I'm not really yep. sure what happened. Now, we're having some phone issues, so we're going to do Skype now, tonight. Okay. Hi, can Bob. We can hear you now. Can you hear me now? And, and Dave, you'll be next. Absolutely. I think. It depends. Are you having phone trouble? Yeah. I... Um, Isn't it great that the phone man called in? <laughs> yeah, really. What can you do to fix my phone, Bob? It's the, it looks like my little mixer is dying on me, so I get to kick it once in a while. And it, 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 sometimes it works, sometimes it works, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. The only mixer I know is the KitchenAid sits in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I'm with you. I don't know. You know, they throw these terms around, Bill and Walden and Larry, and I just sit here and say. What? No. Is that the is that the beauty of being a female, or do you no, it's claim the, that? No, it's the beauty of being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't know in, any of these things. In, in case we get cut off. We won't. Yes. I like chili. You so like chili. Oh, like you're chili. a chili soup guy. I like chili. Okay. With okay, the, do, with. Do you have beans? Do you have beans and ground beef in your chili? Who? Who? What do you have in your chili? Put, my grandmother used to put macaroni in there. Oh. A little elbow macaroni. And yeah. that was kind of a filler. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, oh, but, no. uh, I don't get macaroni in it now. Okay, what, some, what's in your chili? Oh, she put meat in there. I think there's from uh, uh, celery in meat there. Meat in there. Okay. I'm trying to remember, Kim Bragg and Bill Bragg has a disagreement on chili. I think Kim... Oh, gl- they don't want meat in there. No, no, it's, the, it's Texas stuff. No, it's beans. I think Kim grew up with beans and Bill did not. I get the right chili oh. without beans. Kidney beans. Yeah. I got it backwards. Okay. I could be wrong, but it was, it, the fight is over the beans. Some people... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it must be a straight soup. Nothing. No, he, one of them just uses meat. I guess it's. Uh huh. I I thought I thought it was the meat that it, it, you're right. It was the beans. It's the beans. Bill Bragg does not want beans. And Kim grew up with beans. And I uh, use beans and meat. Beans. Then they got another name, Taco Bell. <laughs> Tacos. <laughs> I don't think that's soup. Now, Blue a Blue Plate Special. Yes. Yes. I just sent you a picture of a blue-lit special. Oh. Uh, really? 
Okay, I'll check it in a minute. I have to tell you something. What was I going to tell you? What <laughs> oh, we were talking about a minute ago with the beans and the... Bean, be, oh beans, no beans, meat, no meat, only chili. Yeah, well, okay, okay, okay. What about cheese and onions? Some people like to put cheese oh, and onion. Yes. Oh, yes. Melt the melt the cheese in. Yeah. And onions okay. on top. Oh, yeah. She put the onions in and cook it right in there, and then yeah, sprinkle I, cheese. Yeah, I I do that too, but I I have the raw ones on top. Oh, yum. Oh, yum, and when you wake up with a tummy ache the next day, you say to yourself, oh, it was worth it. It was worth <laughs> it. Good stuff. I like chili. Okay. We use salt. We, we, we still put crackers in our chili, though. Saltine crackers. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Okay. I used to. I don't do that. You don't do that anymore? No, I, I eat a piece of bread with it or something. Oh, yeah. Bread's good. Buttered bread. Mm -hmm. we had, bread and butter. We had garlic bread tonight for, with our soup. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Ooh, yum. Sometimes I put a piece of buttered bread on the bottom and put the chili on top. Ooh, yum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. But that blue plate special I sent you. Okay, you like, I'll, I'll you take it. Like, and... You don't like breakfast? No. Are you going to eat waffles? <laughs> I eat them for dinner. Oh, okay. I eat breakfast for dinner a lot. Oh, I like breakfast. That's my favorite meal. Yeah, mine, well, a breakfast meal is my favorite, but I don't eat it typically at breakfast time. I, I usually eat it. eat it for dinner. Well, I could eat it for dinner, too. What about for yeah. lunch? Lunch, I no. could eat it for lunch also. No, peanut so, butter and jelly for lunch. Okay, okay, okay. So Today when was a PB&J day. So when you start, you start off with lunch? Is that what we're saying, Patricia? We start off with food. Doesn't matter. You know, I, I get up for a couple of hours, and then I go squirreling around the kitchen. And mm -hmm. lately, I've been using the Carnation Breakfast Essentials with no sugar added, and it's wonderful. It's like a chocolate malt mm -hmm. and lots of lots of vitamins and and stuff like that there. Milk. Chocolate milk. Well, you know, every, uh, what makes you wonder how many chocolate there is in breakfasts, you know? How much chocolate there is in breakfast? Uh-huh. You mean the breakfast essentials that I drink from Carnation? Or just other chocolate products that people eat for breakfast? Yeah. No, I don't, I, no this is my limit on chocolate <laughs> because it's no sugar added, and you get a whole great big glass of milk with it, and it's very good, and I feel like I'm doing something good for my body even if I'm not because it's got lots of vitamins in it Ah. and stuff. Did you eat Captain Midnight's breakfast drink? Ovaltine. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. What is what is Captain Midnight's breakfast drink? Ovaltine. 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 Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Yes. No. No. And I guess Ovaltine is still in the market, isn't it? Yes. I think it is. We have it here in the house. No, I never tasted Ovaltine. It's not as good as it's not as good chocolate. Put, you know, chocolate powder stuff. It, it's a um, not 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 a sweet chocolate flavor. Oh yuck! I know. <laughs> I think you had to develop a taste for Ovaltine. I think so. You do uh, a lot of times. Mom use it now for hot chocolate mix, but it's not a good carnation or one of those other mix that you can make hot oh. chocolate out of. No. Mm. 
you know. Not not like uh, not like carnation or whatever. Right. I mean, yep. it, it, it's sort of like the same thing for Wheaties. It took, took me a while to get used to eating Wheaties, you know, when I was a kid. You know, because uh, I, I wanted to try Wheaties because of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy, my radio collection. So. You are the most faithful Jack Armstrong listener. Uh, you didn't even like it when you first started, no. but because it was Jack Armstrong's, you did. Right. Yeah, I mean, you ate it. Right. Even though the, I think that is just marvelous. I hope they understand how many kids they ruined. Even though it was only, the ads were only 35 years old at the time, but, you know, I tried it that way. You did. Brand loyalty. Wheaties. Wheaties is the breakfast of who? Champions. Yeah. Did you like Wheaties, Bob? I used to like bran flakes better than Wheaties. Bran flakes definitely have more flavor to it, yeah. 40, 40% bran flakes. What happened to the other 60%? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably Wheaties. Cardboard, I guess. It was probably Wheaties. General Mills. Not get, yeah. Not, no, not to get off of the food business. Yes, true. Holy cats. Now, okay. 
I said, why don't you call your dad? Well, can't because he said, you know, I want to get one phone call. And I said, well, now, when the guy came on the line, the, the, the arresting officer, he said, this is Captain so-and-so of the Belleville Police Department. And I, right then, uh, that was the flag that flew up because Belleville is not very big. Okay. And I didn't think they had a captain. They got a, they got a chief, but they didn't, they, if they, you know, they could have put one on. I didn't know. And so, but bail was going to be five thousand dollars. Uh huh. Yeah, as you were uh, talking, my eyes just went uh huh. Well, Go ahead. Too. And yeah. I said, why don't, why don't you call your dad? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But here's what you have to do: you have to go to Target and get two twenty-five hundred dollar gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> and he he gave us he he gave us a telephone number to call when we got there. But but don't tell him what you want these gift cards for a, a gift or whatever like that. Okay. And I I said to Willie, he said, you know, I I just can't hardly believe that Sam had been on a scam, uh, you know, on his own. I just you know I just don't know. And uh, so we started down the road, and I said, you know what, maybe. Maybe, uh, well, when I told him, you know, the Belleville police, I said, I can come down and talk. No, 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 no. He said, no, don't do that. <laughs> so we, we we turned around. She called the number, and we turned around. And we, I said, well, if he's going to do this, well, you can write a check out, and then always stop payment on the check. Yeah. So, so we turned around, and we are going to come back home. Now she said, as long as we're in the car, we'll just go down to the police department and talk mm-hmm. to them, because they're down the road here about a block and a half. So we went down, and one of the officers was coming out the door, and we, we told her, if there's this, is there a captain so-and-so? She said, a captain? She said, we don't even have a sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> so so, that was, so then, then we went in, we went in and sat down and talked to her, and she looked up the telephone number that they'd given us. It was in some place in Quebec, Canada. Oh, my gosh. She said, that's a Oh, scam. my gosh. Yeah, you know, okay, the interesting so, thing is that you cannot trace a gift card. There's, there's no way that they could know where the gift card came from and who paid for it. However, you can't turn them in for cash. What were they going to do for it or with it? Or with that? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. But, so yeah, the only can... thing that they could do would be to buy stuff in Target. They don't get cash. They can't cash it in. Uh, and, I don't know what they were going to do with it. But, I so don't anyway, know. So anyway, then... We came back home. Right. We terminated that trip to Madison. We came back home, and we no sooner got in. He wanted to know how long it was going to take us to get to Target. We probably said about, oh, probably about, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when we come in the in the house, the, the phone rang on the cell phone, and uh, so Willie answered, and it was this this guy, and I said, let me talk to him. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, you know, uh, where did you say? Sam is that what, what jail? I said, we've already determined that. He's in the Belleville jail. Well, Belleville does not have a jail. Ah. Uh. So, so I, I said, I said, no, we're not having very good luck. <laughs> you want to know how long it was going to be. I said, you you got my grandson in jail, and we're headed to Target, and I got a speeding ticket. I got stopped for speeding because we were in a hurry to get there. Oh, he said, no, no, no problem. He said, I'll take care of that. That's no problem. <laughs> I said, oh, 
okay. He said, how oh long will gosh. it be? And I said, I don't know. It'll probably be, it'll probably be about another 15 or 20 minutes. So we hung up, and then it rang again. And then he said, he said, I said, well, I said, I'm not having very good luck. I said, you got my grandson in jail. I got a ticket for speeding. He said, I told you I'd take care of that. But I said, the guy that lives next door to me is a Dane County Sheriff. And he told me, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. And the guy said, well, good luck, and hung up. <laughs> what a story. So, well, anytime, I, so I told the mother grandkids, yeah. I said, you get into trouble, don't be following me, because I ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. when she got down and was talking to the officer down here, he, he, he said he got into grandma mode. And... Uh, and it was easier to talk into that stuff. What about? Isn't it, I I know in the big cities they got bond companies, and I think they I don't know is it ten percent that people can put down rather than the full payment? I, I'm assuming I don't know in small towns when somebody get out a bond, do that to put up the full money. Maybe it's not a bond salesman. Well, I don't know. That's that 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 was another thing. I'd never heard of anybody paying for a, you know, posting bail for uh, for uh, with, a, with a credit card, or not with a credit card, but a uh, gift card. A gift card. Yeah, the full amount. Yeah, and then it it doesn't take that long to to get one if you can post bail while you're out of there. But that's uh, holy. Listen, they hear anything like that, they just better hang up. Because what a story. That is uh, quite an experience. Well. You know, like, you know, we were down the road about about three miles, and uh, and we not got to thinking about that. Gee, you know, five thousand dollars pretty hard to get five thousand dollars out of me, even for a grandson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set you up with the janitor's job next week. Come on. <laughs> well, he's dead. Oh, gee. <laughs> but that was. Uh, that was an experience. And you hear about that stuff, and you say, they never bite me on that. Oh, jeez. And it sounded just like him, too. That was, the, that was the big thing. So, um, have, have anybody tracked the phone number? So we know it's in Canada, but that's about all we know, right? We don't know. Yeah, that was all. No. And I never, I never called it again the last... I just, he, he called me that two times. And, wow. And I just wow. told him I got the ticket for speeding and, wow. and uh, you know, that other bad luck with the, the Dane County Sheriff. I knew him, or, and he was going to take care of everything. So, yeah, okay, that's fine. My and dad got, my dad got taken on one scam on the phone. That's probably a great topic, why not? Phone scams. Somebody called my dad saying that they were raising money for the blind. And so they called my dad and said, sure, just give me your address, and I'll mail a check for $25. Oh, no, we'll come over to your house and pick it right up. And they showed up in an old beater car, and my dad felt so embarrassed, he just gave me the $25. But he figured he probably got taken on that one, you know, rather than having somebody get, you know, give a check, oh, yeah. a mailing address. Sure. So that would, that's the one my dad got taken for. So. Well, I'd say 25 bucks. That I could have gotten you know, <laughs> if they'd have been a thousand dollars, that would have been more. Uh, you know, you know, I'd have maybe bit into that a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a story, Bob. You can tell that you can you can copyright that and tell that one for a long time. <laughs> but then when we got home mm-hmm. and she got uh, she got Sam's telephone number at work and called him on up and there he was at work, he wasn't having any problem at all. <laughs> so and I guess henceforth and from now on if we ever get another one like that we'll just we'll just say well just just a minute and we'll Wherever they're working, see if they're there. Well, we can. I, I, it sort of died down lately, but you know that computer scam where you where they they called mm-hmm. said you, you you your computer giving viruses and we we, mm-hmm. we want a remote in yeah. to fix your problem. That whole scam, yeah, right? And you know our computer guy Don Don Richard went for it. What he said, he said, oh, okay, or. Tell me what I need to hit. Basically, the scam works, everybody, that they have you press all these things and do things, and and it causes your computer to go haywire, and they'll charge you so much money to go in remote and fix it, basically. It's a form of blackmail, far as you're Anyway, Don, looking for fun, because that's Don Richard's sense of humor, he spent 45 minutes with them doing this and doing that, and they wanted to know what he's seeing. They said, no, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And then, and they said, by the way, am I supposed to turn the computer on? <laughs> <laughs> that was his punchline after 45 minutes with them. You know. Good thinking. Oh. You have a computer scam, a phone scam story for you, Patricia? Let me count the ways. <laughs> I do have something in my notes about the most popular phone scams, so I'll pull that out when I, you know, I, maybe I, when we take a break. Sure, later, I, I know the two capital where they all the scam phone scam come were Newport Beach out here in California that they and mm-hmm. somewhere in New Jersey. I don't know what I don't remember what city in New Jersey. Those have seemed to be the capital where all the scam yeah. come and, from. And India, some of the, some of the call centers in India are just outrageous. That's where this particular computer thing is a hot item as well. <laughs> they call and say, hello, my name is George. <laughs> George. <laughs> yes, George. George Smith. So, anyhow, yes, it, it's a big one. So, I'll, I'll hunt them up. It's uh, one of the documents in my today's folder. Ah. Just just in case you want to know. So, w- Bob, what's the weather tonight in Wisconsin? Or actually almost morning, isn't uh, it? The weather? The weather. You know, I've been feeling kind of bad because about the 21st, it's going to get up to 50-something. Oh, my gosh. Are you having a heat wave next week? Really? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I don't, normally it shows up on this computer, but it's not there right now. But I suppose it's probably... Twenties, maybe. Wow. Mid twenties. Kind of warm. That's pretty warm for you guys. I t- I tell you, I I I heard something tomorrow. They're having just a, a terrible ice storm in the Midwest tomorrow, and they they're rescheduling the football game because of it. I've never heard the NFL ever reschedule a playoff game because it avoids the ice storm. I guess they want everybody to stay home tomorrow. 
during the kickoff well, of the Kansas City game. I, I some bad news. I don't like ice. But the Packers aren't going to play tomorrow because they're playing in Dallas. Yep, yep. They should have put a decent think, water. I don't think they're going to have an ice storm down there. Are you going to listen to them? Yep, most likely I will. Yeah, Patricia will. Yeah, you, who are you going to root for tomorrow? Are you pulling for the Packers tomorrow, Patricia? Well, I'm rooting for my kitty cat. Oh. <laughs> I'm rooting for my cat. Your cat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a okay. cat? Well, really? I'll let you know in a minute. You have a little kitty cat. See? That's that's Patricia's new meow. cat. Meow. Well, I hear, I hear it meowing. I know. Stepping on his tail? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a mechanical cat that my sister got for me, and it's about the same size as a real-life cat, and it's got wonderful fur, and it meows and purrs. <laughs> it's just so cute. So that was my cat. Her name is Kitty. I think I'm going to have two. Another thing you're not good at, Burton, and that's breakfast, too, because you, <laughs> you can use that cat to catch that mouse. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was on that door. Mouse trap. Oh, I sent her an email. She's supposed to find a mouse. I don't want to. Did you forget that? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. He sent me a picture with a plate of donuts and a very well-endowed woman holding it. And the message was, don't get distracted, guys. <laughs> and the other one said, the girls are distracted because of the donuts. Well, I wasn't distracted by either one, and I searched and searched. I couldn't find anything wrong. Don't you know they buried a little mouse in the, with a donut in the background? They put a mouse on top of the donut. I missed it. I did, too. And I'd seen that email before. <laughs> that was a sad well, part. I wouldn't that's, forget that, that's why me, I wasn't Try me again in a couple of years. That's why I wasn't paying attention to the well-endowed female that was holding the plate, because I, I knew I was looking for something else, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't she was dangling over the plate. I, yeah, I still didn't get it. <laughs> but my, my she had more than she was entitled to. Well, anyway, that was my story for the night. What a great story. I think it's a, it's a great story. <laughs> uh, that was and a, a good warning. So when did it actually happen, Bob? Did it happen in the middle of the week? When did it actually? Yeah, that was about, about three weeks ago. Wow. What a story. Ooh, recent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. We don't even have a sergeant. <laughs> That's good. That was rich. Well, it, anyway. pa- it pays that you have friends and, inf- and, and know all the right answers, Bob. What can I say? Well, yeah. I felt bad because we went as far as we did and got took in, you know, for like about three, four miles down the road mm. before we turned around. Well, you were smart, though. You, you made it all work. That was, uh, see, the, the captain. That, that was a flag that went on up, and mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't find out about the jail that he was in until later, but that was, uh, you know, that, that, I can see where people get took into that. Stuff. Oh, yeah. So, what a story. Well, anyway, tell you what. Yes, Bob. 
you guys have a good well that's another thing i'm pretty much already confused about your your schedule that you got out. yeah well you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna email my schedule to patricia and she can email it to everybody that way they all know what the heck i'm doing uh we'll be on, we'll be broadcasting live from Las Vegas this time of the night, yeah. So we'll be we'll be broadcast you'll be hearing at this time uh my friend Irma the on, on stage, yeah. So Patricia will have the night off. But yeah, we'll be broadcasting the convention during the time slot. Okay. So I'll just tune in and listen to what I hear. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And if it's Saturday night, I'm going to say, got horsed again because they're not on. That's true. <laughs> no, no Patricia, no, 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 no. That's true. But anyway, you guys have a good rest of the night. All right, Bob, thanks so much. Thank you, Bob. And have a good time at the convention. I will. I will. Okay. And we'll be listening. Please do. Please do. Okay. All right. And Patricia, yes. you, vote for the, you vote for the Packers tomorrow, you hear? Is that what I have to do? Yes. Yep. Are they yeah. playing? Who <laughs> <laughs> okay. are they playing against? Dallas. Okay. You guys take care. They're playing Dallas tomorrow. <laughs> Good night, Bob. Good night. It's been, it's been a pleasure. It's fun, Bob. Okay. Bye now. Thank you. Okay. So now we've got Dave, right? Yeah, I'm going to get Dave. Jaws Professional Old Tab, Skype Trademark Tab, Online Tab, Walden Tab, Search Edit, Act, Favor, Unread, Unread, Bill Brack, Unread, Frank, Martin, Ed Clue, Perry, Unread Messages, Mike, Pat from IL, Russ from Dallas, Brian, Ralph Swartz, Bob from Wishkins, Bolin, Kent, Harwood, John from MD, Phone Gary from Wish, Shanti from Unread Messages, Right Perry, Paul from Morton. Unread messages, Celis from that, Ron from Dave Kane cell phone applications, contact send, invite the crew, enter, leaving menus, Patricia from unloading, John cancel, okay, enter. Now, this would be a little tricky for somebody like me. Oh, my goodness gracious, Dave, you're about to pick it up. Or the Just for Funds charity event. Yeah, Dave. Leave your name and number, and I'll return your call as soon as I can. And thanks for calling. Huh. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey Dave, we could try to call you, but you didn't bother to pick up the phone, so that's okay. Patricia and I will talk to you throughout the night. We're going to keep calling your cell phone, because, you know, <laughs> that's what we do around here. So with that, oh my goodness. we're going to hang up, and I'll call you right back, Patricia. My will disconnect from Dave's voicemail system. Yeah, do that, and that'll give me a chance to look up the number that I have. Oh, you have a different number? I don't know. I don't know what you call, but I'll. I call. I call. Him. I call the only number he had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll. Well, in case, in that case, I guess you've got the right number. Yeah. I'll be here. Call me back. If you are satisfied with Jaws your message, press Patricia 1 from to listen to your message, press 2 to erase down, and re-record, press 3 bar, to continue button. recording where you left off, Enter. press Patricia 4. Enter, Patricia from Home, Bill Bragg, Alt-Page Down, Menu, Alt-Tab, Leaving Menu Bar, Skype Trademark, Left Bracket, 45 Right Bracket, Dash Walden, Dot News, Page, Cancel Button, press 2 to erase Enter, and Patricia from Mepel Home, Bill Bragg, Plus 186 Alt-Tab, Skype Trademark, Alt-F4, End Call Button. 
Enter, leave call, cancel button. Enter, end call button. Are you button. still there? If you are Enter, satisfied with your message, button. press 1 to listen tab, to your message. Press 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3 to continue trademark. recording where you left off. Press tab. 4. Online. Select a change tab. Walden new tab. Search edit. Tab. See updates from your contacts and Skype. Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Goodbye. Alt tab. Leaving menu bar. Leave call. Cancel button. Alt tab. Plus one eight six three three two four nine two nine. Alt page down. Alt page down. Menu bar. System. Alt tab. Leaving menu bar. Cancel button. Enter. See updates from your contacts in Skype. Windows M. Desktop. S. Seagate Express. Sound. S. Sportsback. S. Sportsnet. S. Spotify. S. Skype check. Enter. Skype trademark. Left bracket. 45. Right. Alert. Ron Bond calling. 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 Alt tab, Ron Bond calling, plus one, Alt tab, Skype trademark, left bracket tab, call mode tab, create a new tab, contacts tab, recent tab, tab, one new, Ron Bond tab, Dave Kane cell, phone number, favorite, tab, online, select a tab, Walden News dollar, tab, search edit, active, favorite, Patricia, unread messages, Larry Gap, unread messages, John Gap, Bill Bragg, enter, Bill Bragg, call button. Alt tab, Skype trade tab, online tab, Walden tab, search edit, act favorite, Patricia from FL Home, applications, con, send, invite to enter, leaving menus, contacts, list box, Patricia from FL Home, phone number, favorite, two of 268, Patricia from okay. FL Home, Bill Bragg. We'll see if Patricia gonna pick it up. Hi there. Alright, we'll see who's on the phone. Hello? Okay, right, I'll call you right back. Okay. Yep, hang up. Okay. Alright, bye. Okay, we'll get rushed next, so stand by everybody. Here I'm Okay, and you didn't get through today, right? Well, I'm trying again. Maybe that's Dave. Well, it better not be. <laughs> because you want to tab, old. Skype trade tab, online tab, Walden tab, search at act favorite. Patricia, unread, unread messages, John Gatt, Bill Dave Kane's applications, contact send, invite to enter, leaving menus, Patricia from FL Home, Bill unloading job, can't okay enter. Hi, this is Dave Kane. If you're calling about the misgiving... Well, Dave, I guess we're, this not gonna work. Alright. Okay, I'm gonna hang up, Patricia. Yeah. leave your name and number, and I'll return your call as soon as I can. And thanks for calling. At the tone. Please record your message. Jaws when professional. you are finished recording, from FL you home. may hang up or press 1 Dave for more Excel. options. Dave Cain's cell. Alt page down. Menu. Alt page You're down. You're welcome Leaving for our menu call. Bar. Skype. Alt tab. Patricia from FL home. Bill Bragg. Dave. Alt page down. Leave call. Cancel if button. If you are satisfied with your message, press Alt 1 to listen Leave to call. your message. Press button. 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3 to continue recording where you left Enter. Leave call. Cancel tab. Do not ask me again. Check tab. Leave call button. Well then hang up. Yeah, hey. Are you still there? Enter Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, Dave K. Escape.
Alt tab, Skype trademark left bracket 45 right, unread messages, Dan from Dave K. Ron from unread, me unread messages, P. right, Shanti, Gary from John from Harwood, Bolin K. Bob from Wh Ralph Swan, Brian and Russ from Dan, Pat from Mike, unread messages, Michael, Perry and Ed Clue, Martin, Gra Frank, Russ, unread messages, Ron Bob, Bill Bragg, Bill Enter, Bill Bragg, and button. Alt tab, Skype trade tab, online tab, Walden hit tab, search edit, act favorite, Patricia from FL applications, con send invite enter, leaving menus, contacts list box, Patricia from FL home, phone number favorite, Alt tab, Skype trade tab, online tab, Walden hit tab, search edit, act call favorites, <laughs> Patricia from unread messages, Larry Gassman, unread messages, John. Bill okay. Brad, unread messages, Rock, Frank Rest, Martin, Ed Clue, Perry, unread messages, Michael B, Pat from IL, Rust from Dallas, for application. Send us invite a group Send us invite a group call. 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 Send us invite we do for Hello. Hello, Rush. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. So what's going on over there in Dallas? Well, I got some things to tell you. Okay. We love that. Go ahead. Who's the woman there that's uh, learned to read Braille? Uh, well, Patricia. It's Patricia from Florida wants to learn to read Braille. Okay. Let me give you a tip. Uh, I read Braille pretty good. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, what you do, okay, you read with your right hand, and then you drop your, um, uh, on a, you know, your first finger on, on your right hand, you read the line, and then you drop down, you um, bring your first finger on your left hand down to the next line, and you, as you read with uh, your... Uh, <clears throat> right hand you can you have your left hand uh ready uh so uh when you move to the next line then you uh you start reading and then you uh <clears throat> drop down with your first finger on your left hand that's way that's the way you do it okay now is every line read from right to left or Left to right, right to left, and alternate. No, no. Uh, you read from left to right uh, as the way you do it. Left to right. So just as, uh -huh. so just as if I were reading a regular book, it would I would read from left to right. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, everybody has successfully con <laughs> confused me. Thank you for the tips, Russ. I appreciate okay. it, but this is going to be a long trip for me to learn. Oh, if you want to do it, you'll you'll figure out a way to do it. Oh, it's just I'll like do it. I'll actually, do it. my mom reads Braille with her eyes, so that's how she does it. They they used to, you know, when I went to school for the blind in mm -hmm. Austin at first, mm -hmm. you know, before 1950, everybody read Braille, and they'd put a uh, we called it an. Uh, we called it an apron, but they'd put a sack over your head to keep you from uh, looking at the Braille. They claimed uh -huh. that Braille was uh, hard on the eyes. Really? Interesting. Uh-huh. That 
that was the era where you weren't supposed to sit close to your television either because you'd go blind. Yes, that was a big. Uh, I remember that for years as a kid. Yeah. The only thing that bothered me <clears throat> listening to television is I could hear that high frequency oscillator. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. My goodness, your ears were that sensitive. Oh yeah. Wow. Sure were. Can you still hear it today when you when you're listening to TV, or have that sort of gone away? <clears throat> they don't they don't have it that way in TVs anymore. You can't hear the they don't have the high frequency oscillator that you you can hear. Uh huh. When did that go away? When 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 did you notice that was not a, a factor? I'm not. I don't remember. Uh huh. Really. Oh, I want to tell you something else on another subject. Sure. You know, the, you know, fruit cakes that I, I really don't like is the ones that come from Corsicana. Oh, I can't stand those things. They have orange peelings and all kind of junk <laughs> in them. Which I really, I really don't care for. Is that the world famous, world famous uh, fruit cake store, whatever that thing is, and? It's in Corsicana, Texas. I remember one of them. I remember one. I think I, that was the place we went there one time. But, uh, somebody, somebody gave me one, a big can with one of them fruit cakes in it. And where I was living, I just gave it away. Well, Patricia and I have been happy with it. <laughs> we well, I guess so. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You know what? Hmm? Let me tell you another cake story. Okay. Yeah, you know, one time I liked angel food cake, so went to a 7-Eleven and bought this angel food cake. I thought, oh, boy. <clears throat> you know what it tasted to me like? What? <clears throat> Sweet foam rubber. <laughs> I can tell you truthfully, I agree. I think that's what it tastes like. That's a great description. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and another thing I'm going to do, if I can, what I'm going to have uh, put on my grave marker is my ham radio call sign. Ah. I've heard of a few people doing that. So did anybody ever put their ham radio uh, equipment with them when they, when they in the, in the casket? I, I don't know if I've ever heard that as a possibility. No, I, I don't know about that, but... I, I do knew, knew of one guy that had his put on his grave marker, W5NHB. Uh, he called the station the three-car station, Nash, Hudson, and Buick. <laughs> so what the furthest you ever tossed to somebody? How many people have you tossed around the world? Have you, you have that kind of license you can talk to somebody in different parts of the world? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm... I've got what they call the <clears throat> DX Century Club. Up I have the DXCC certificate uh, hanging up on the wall in front of my desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I've talked to uh, Antarctica. Okay. And uh, oh, Australia, Canberra, Canberra, Australia, and uh, oh, a lot of countries like. Spratly Island and uh, uh, Peter the First. That's in the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. 
I think I might have told now the uh in Oceania they won't let anybody go on uh Swan Island because they want to protect the birds. Huh. And Where is I think Swan Island. Huh? Where is Swan Island? Again It's please? in uh, it's in the uh, Pacific. Huh. We call it Oceania. When was, when did you get your first license, Russ? You remember? Yes, my first license um, was issued <coughs> July the twelfth, nineteen fifty-six, and I got it on the fifteenth. Uh, my novice call was KN five HAT. Then next year I got upgraded to technician and then general, mm-hmm. and I dropped the in. Then later on I got the what they call the advanced class, and then the uh, amateur extra. So how 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 fast did you knew Morse code? What was the fastest speed that you handled Morse code? Sixty-five words a minute. That wow! Pretty fast. Wow. What what is average, Russ? Oh, I don't know. Probably, oh, probably twenty five to maybe forty words a minute. I think. Like oh, gosh, you really were up there. Yeah, I think I think you get your first license. I don't know. Record it was your, what, thirteen words a minute. You had a new Morse code. I, I I don't remember, but I think for the general class it was um, <clears throat> uh, general class or conditional. It was thirteen words a minute. Novice was five, and of course, amateur extra is twenty. And uh, so, you still mess with Morse code today, or is it all voice? I'm. I do. Uh, I do Morse uh, sometime. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to hook my uh, iambic key. To my uh, my radio, I hadn't figured it out yet. I th- I think I know what I've got to do, but uh-huh. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I still uh, <clears throat> mess with the Morse code. Of course, you don't have to know it anymore. But you know what? There's a lot more people since you don't have to know it are on uh, code now. Interesting. Uh, I I've wondered though with all the new technology. If we're going to see less and less ham radio operators over the next 20 to 30 years. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, it's just a thought that more and more people well, are communicating in so many different formats. Well, Morse code will still get through and everything else fails. Well, I guess there's only... Yeah, I guess the lines are down or electricity is out. Yeah. Well, 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 if it's a power outage, it's not going to get through the power outage, is it? Do I now? If you have power out, it's not going to get through that. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking like phone or, sure. or stuff like that. Sure. Are you um, are you part of an emergency uh, unit or anything that that you help people? Or, uh, yes. Um. Uh, yes. I belong to what they call RACES, which is Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Services. And what do you guys do? What 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 do you guys help out 
what what kind of duties? Well, um, like if a hurricane hits or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, come on the air and they have uh, uh, <clears throat> storm reports and also they uh, handle uh, health and welfare traffic uh, to uh, find out how people are, send messages to them. I used to relay a lot of messages uh, when I lived in Houston. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they got a record. Well, at the old clubhouse, they they had a deal where they you know, put some stuff in there, records, and well, Elvis Presley records. They uh, they got a a record with me um, uh, <clears throat> relaying traffic messages. Of course, when Dialogue built the new clubhouse, I think they probably uh, they might have put it underground like they did at the old uh, clubhouse. Interesting. Uh, yeah, one time, uh, as a, well, let's see. One time when I was in Houston, I was relaying messages a hurricane had come through and so I called uh let's see what I think it was K T R H um and I was relaying messages and so they had me uh <clears throat> put my station on the air and uh they played it off and on uh, during the morning. Oh. Very good. Um, oh, as far oh, you y'all were talking about chili. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. all right. One thing you you were talking about putting um, onions and cheese. Right. Well, and well, you put fritos in there, and um, you cook them for about forty-five minutes till the cheese melts and the fritos get uh, soft. It's called uh, frito pie. I don't know whether you've ever heard of that or not. I never did, but it sounds nope. great. I've I never heard it of it. It is. Huh. I, th- I think the recipe came out in about 1955. I've never heard of it. Okay. I, I, I used to make, <laughs> it, it I used to make like, my own chili. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do what? You, you used to make your own chili? Yeah, I used uh, chili mix. Um, um, let's see. Um... Let's see, what the heck was that? Uh, I think it was an old-fashioned chili mix. Uh, I put uh, a package per pound of coarse ground meat, stir it in, and I'd, I'd let it uh, I'd let it cook until the uh, meat was done and everything. I guess you could add maybe a half a teaspoon of Camino if you want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hire you as my cook. <laughs> mm. Mm, uh, yeah, mm. Uh, sounds good. I really like the Fritos idea. Ooh, yum. Yeah, I think that recipe came out in about 1955, something like that. Well, it's a goodie. As a matter of fact, um, the uh, foil, you know, they used to put <clears throat> Fritos in foil uh, uh, packages, mm-hmm. and they had the... They had the recipe to make the uh, frito pie written on one side of those uh, frito packages. Huh. 
And they had what they call fruto chili that you could make that uh, out of. I never knew Anything that. Anything with Fritos. I'll eat it. Yeah, y'all try it sometime. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you know what I've been wanting to... I, I, I used to hear Art Letter give away uh, certain candy bars, and I've never been able to find it. It was made by the Mars Candy Company called... Uh, oh, uh, Forever Yours. Well, let me check my list here. I just happen to have a list of discontinued candies and stuff. Okay. Mars. Okay, let's see what Mars has. This is just the USA. Patricia's looking up. Patricia's looking up candy for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, what what was screaming yellow zonkers? <laughs> it was on the list. <laughs> Never heard and of zonkers. Let's see. Fun yep. things. Go up zonkers. I've never heard of that. Screaming yellow zonkers. When I went out searching, they put that on the list, and it turns out that they are still available. What okay. Huh. Discontinued candies. Here we go. From 2010. Just a minute. Let me uh, redo this. Go figure. Okay. So let's see here. And we want Mars. Mm -hmm. Forever yours. Okay. Let's see. Mars. Forever yours. Yeah. And it directs me to Milky Way Midnight. It looks like they changed the name of it. Really? That's, yeah, that's what it says. Milky Way Midnight? And that's what it says. I'd never heard of it. Oh, but, huh. I never, I never heard either. of Milky I never heard of Milky Way Midnight. Uh, I didn't either. I guess I, I guess you can <laughs> I guess you can still buy it. I used to like <coughs> uh <coughs> Peter Paul Mounds and Almond Joys. Well, they're still around. Okay. Uh, you know, the, on the Babe Ruth, Baby Ruth packages, they used to have a recipe on that for making uh, uh, <clears throat> Baby Baby Ruth cookies uh, out of uh, Babe Ruth uh, candy bars. Huh. So, have you ever tried it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'd like. Oh, well, let me tell you something about. Let's see, uh, Patricia, you're the one that reads Braille. No, I'm the one who wants to. She wants to read it. Okay, uh, they had they had the battle over the dots in about 1931. Really? As uh, New York Point and Braille. Well, what was New York Point? It was dots, kind of like Braille, except you'd use two cells uh, for a lot of your letters. Where uh, a Braille, you only use one one cell for your letters. Uh, okay. And of course, uh, 
if you use grade two braille, you, of course you use two cells for like dot five, so and so and so and so, and but uh, they <clears throat> braille. Uh, they, of course, they came up with the braille writer, and then, then somebody uh, with came up with a point writer, but uh, braille uh, won out. I guess so. That's well, bra- yeah, bra- braille. Uh, it sounds like it was it was similar to the two different types of shorthand. One was Palmer, and I don't remember what the other one was, but they were mm. always battling with each other. And people who knew one couldn't read the other, as as you know. I had a friend. They actually had braille shorthand. I had a friend. He's dead. Been dead for many years, but. Uh, he knew Braille uh, shorthand. How interesting! And that guy, that guy also he had a strange collection of stuff. He had uh, different kinds of slates and styluses from all over the world. He had a whole big footlocker full of those things. Wow. Hmm. I got two slates here. Isn't I got that interesting? It's, it's, I got a 28-cell uh, American printing house and also a 19-cell uh, postcard slate. Uh-huh. Do you still use them? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, also have a per- I also have a Perkins Brailler. Right. Uh, let me tell you, I don't, I don't think I ever told you the story about my Perkins Brailler. Tell me. Okay, when I was living in Houston, I was married to a woman that was blind also. And on Christmas Eve, I think it, let's see. Yeah, I think it was on Christmas Eve. We called into the Larry Kane show on uh, talk to him. He had a talk show, and we told him what we was doing. And when I hung up, this uh, woman called... Uh, um, let's see. From Henson Kinks, let's see. What the heck was her name? Oh, gosh. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, she said if I'd call back, she'd take my name and order me a Perkins Brailler. And, uh, oh, her name was Heloise. Yeah. And so she did. <clears throat> and she had them put on the front of my brailler with love from Heloise. Wow. And, uh, man, I, I won't get rid of a thing for anything. I even found a, a regular case to put it in. Oh, that I, sounds great. I, I know. Heloise, yeah, Heloise was a columnist who had all sorts of home home suggestions and home remedies. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that really was quite an honor that she did that for you. Well, I'm really glad she did. And I told Alan Dale to thank her. Okay, okay about 1975, oh. it took a, in, the, in the mid-70s, Patricia, uh, uh-huh. my grandmother, or, it took a year to get one. And when A broken brailler, and, and when, we, when we ordered it in, in the mid-70s. And with a hundred dollars, with a hundred dollars, 
In the mid-70s, it, it was $100, and it took a year for us to get one. Now, oh, didn't take n- now I think it's almost seven dollars $800 to get a Perkins Oh, yeah. Wow. They, yeah. They even have an electric uh, Perkins brailer. Huh. You ever hear one of them? Nope. Never knew those. They make them. Wow. Well, the first I bought, I got one from a, a friend of mine. He gave me the money. I went to uh, Dallas Lighthouse and I uh, got him one for about ninety dollars. When they when they first came out in the mid fifties, um, they were about uh, fifty dollars. Okay. At first. Wow. Same same machine. You'd pay seven or eight hundred dollars. That's for amazing. Today. And these they things, even make, huh? These things are so heavy and the metal. Or steel, actually, and it's just amazing how well these things are built, you know. Oh, yeah. I got a friend over in Hearst, Texas, a blind guy that went up to uh, Hal Press and learned how to fix them. Ah. Oh, uh, I've had mine uh, uh, overhauled twice, once when I was in San Antonio, then I had him to uh, oil it and make sure it was cleaned up. He only charged me about twenty dollars to do it but he said if the commission for the blind wants me to oh do any of theirs it'll cost them a, a, a whole lot more money mm. well thank you rush for giving us a call um let's see i'm trying to think if there's uh any, <clears throat> oh you know what uh, uh, you know about babe ruth yep I know some things about Babe, yes. Did you know that he didn't take care of his health very well? He had no. diabetes and didn't take care of that. Right. And he had developed uh, throat cancer. Right. Same thing that U.S. Grant had. Right. And um, they didn't tell him he had cancer, but uh, I think most people knew about it anyway. I read the book one time. Yeah, he was like only what? Uh, how old was Babe? Fifty-four, something, fifty-three, something like that. Very young. Very yeah. young. Uh, well, I think he died in nineteen forty-seven. Correct. And I think he was born in eighteen ninety-four. And there's yeah, still right. there, there's still people huh? there's still people who leave a lot of things on his grave marker today. Um, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still see huh. the influence of Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. Um, another guy they've never figured out how he got uh, A-lateral sclerosis, which is a Lou Gehrig d- disease. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've never figured out yet what causes it. Causes it. It's probably genetic, genetics, probably, wouldn't you think, Patricia? Yes. Yeah. yeah I knew somebody went to... Tech school for the blind that developed it uh, oh, okay. later on. Oh dear. Awful, awful, awful. Well, thank, okay. thank uh, you, Russ, for giving us a call. Oh, I want to tell you about another thing that some <laughs> blind people have gotten. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of that disease called retinoblastoma? No. Yes. I haven't. Huh? Patricia has. Uh, Teresa, did you, Teresa, did you say you have? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've, 
I had a couple of friends uh, that developed that disease. They have to take their eyes out, but it, right. later on it shows up again, and that's what does them in. So sad. Anyway, that's... Uh, well, we'll let you go, Russ, because uh, uh, thank you for giving us a call, and we'll get to yeah, the next person. I enjoyed person. talking to you all. Same here, Russ. Anything else I can think of, I'll call in Please again. Please do. Please do. <laughs> all right. Thank Thanks, you. Russ. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Jaws Are Professional, we here? Patricia Oltab, yeah. Skype trademark, left bracket, person. Yeah, right no. bracket, dash We're getting the next person. Yep, stand by. From Dallas, phone yes. number, favorite, 13 of 269, tab, online tab, Walden tab, search edit, active, favorite, Patricia, unread messages, Larry, unread messages, John, Bill Brat, unread messages, Ron Bond, applications, contact, video, send My IM, gosh, send video, met, send SMS, Send content files, well, send voice met share screen and light the group enter leaving menu really Patricia unloading job cancel like okay enter Milky Way. And if you have um let me see, twenty five dollars you can buy twenty four bars. That's not bad that from Amazon. Hello Ron. No idea what it is, but I like dark chocolate, so maybe it's good. please do. Hello Ron. You're not gonna answer your Hello? phone? Hello? Hello, Ron. Did we lose him? Well, we can try one more time. Yep, we lost him, so hold on. We lost him. Hold on, Ron. Yep. Jaws Professional, Patricia from Old Tab, Skype Trade Tab, Online okay. Tab, so Walden anyway, Tab, Search Edit, Active Favorites, you could probably favorites. get a steak Patricia, Unread, Unread, Bill Brat, Unread Messages, Ron Bond, Ron Dot right Applications, Con, Video, Send IF, Send Video, Send SMS, Send Con, Send Files, Send Voice, Shares, Invite to Enter, Leaving Menus, Patricia from FL Home, Unloading Job, Cancel, OK, Enter. Okay, well, I've got information on the blue plate special that Walter Good. sent me out to look I think for. we got him. Is that you, Ron? Really? If not, not, if not, I'll get to the next, the next caller, so. <laughs> All right, hold on. Okay. You, 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 do your, you do your magic, my dear. I'll figure out who's the next person who I talk to. It. Oh my goodness, what a mixed up night. Oh, we're having such a good time here. Okay, a blue plate special began in the 1920s, and it was called a blue plate special because it was very inexpensive, and partially it was inexpensive because it was put on a an Jaws inexpensive Dan, how are you? Pretty good. Can you hear me now? 
I hope so. We can hear you. Oh, we I've been. I've hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been on the phone here trying to talk to you for I don't know halfway. I don't know for quite a while. Uh, I guess you were on Skype with uh, who was the other fellow there? We had Rush from Dallas. Patricia has a list. We've yeah. been we've been having some phone issues, so I've been having people listening on the phone. And then I take turns uh-huh. to call them on Skype, so that's why, that's why I figured, okay, people can hear the calls while we're, you know, like 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 the old talk, like yeah. like the old talk show days, you know. I I guess. Yeah. I guess I had called in when you were trying to call out on Skype, and you couldn't hear me on the phone because you were listening on Skype. I was be- I was, I was like, busy. I had you pied down. I was busy trying to get Dave King. He wouldn't answer the phone. Ron Bond was calling, yeah, trying to yeah. call me. I had a lot of different things. People, yeah, I mean, four or five places at once. So I was trying to. Oh, you poor baby. I was trying to get this to work, you know. But we're working fine. <laughs> you poor baby. Well, I've, been, I've been listening on the phone here. It's been quite entertaining. So <laughs> No one will listen to me. So, okay. So how was your lunch on Wednesday? Did you guys go out to the uh, river? How was my what now? Your lunch, the, your lunch that you oh, wanted. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. We we saw we saw two barges while we had lunch over about an hour period of time. I had the chicken cordon bleu with uh, Ooh, with yum. corn and mashed potatoes. Very good dinner. And um, we had a storm front come through, and it was seventy degrees before the storm front came through, and it was fifty two after it came through, and um, it was a very good day. Do cordon bleu look like it's blue? <laughs> uh, no. no oh, okay. It, more, it, it, was, it was golden brown with okay. ham mixed in. Well, P- Patricia, yeah, P- Patricia was saying, you know, blue is not mm-hmm. very popular food coloring, so I just had to verify That's if right. blue, with blue food or blue coloring here, you know. <laughs> It's blue, blue. It's not blue <laughs> color. It's blue, blue. <laughs> and the wind did blue. That's about it. Hey, yeah. I have some bad news uh, for some radio um, enthusiasts here yes. Yes. Uh, in Louisville. We uh, lost, I don't know if you've heard about the uh, passing of Milton Met. Yep, it broke last night, and so we were discussing him for quite a bit. And we was looking at his Wikipedia uh-huh, yeah. page, and uh, and some of the guys, mm-hmm. some of the collectors have some of his material. So we were talking about Milton a great deal last night. So yeah, it was a. I yeah. think it said ninety six uh-huh. or ninety five is what he passed away at. Uh, oh, I'm embarrassed because yes, I don't not, know who he was. He was a major. Yeah, Milton ma- Mets. Go ahead, yeah. Dan. Go ahead. He was a main. Uh, Milton Mets was the. Uh, Go ahead, we've got a lag here. Go ahead, Walton, go ahead. No, no, because you are the birthday kid of the family. Go right ahead, Daniel. Go right ahead. <laughs> Milton Metz, uh, I guess after he was in the Army, he came to WHS Radio in Louisville, Kentucky in 1946 and became an announcer here and was uh, still, he became a nighttime talk show host in, uh, I believe, about 1959. And stayed uh, on basically a, a uh, nighttime 
a talk show from basically nine to midnight until uh, 1993 is when he retired. Then he did a lot of commercial work after that until probably about three years ago. And he uh, did a lot of reading for the, uh, the American Printing House for the Blind here. And I think that's where Walden uh, became. Uh, yeah, that's where I heard his voice. Associated with him. Yep, and that's where we heard his voice, and uh, and we were talking about a lot of people love his reading style. So, and it, uh, mm-hmm. and it did a lot of fundraising in the Louisville area. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he had been on every uh, here locally. We have the Crusade for Children, and it's a mm-hmm. fundraiser for hand, handicapped children. He had been uh, with the Crusade since. Uh, I think for 65 years. I call that dedication. Long time. I call that dedication. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Just a nice man. Um, I'll send you some clips of Milton. He he uh, just had a good attitude, very friendly. Uh, you know, never met a stranger. But, uh, you know, he, he never really... Um, let people know what his age was until about two years ago. And, you know, it was kind of, you know, it it was not shocking, but, I mean, you know, it's like Patricia. We don't know how old Patricia really is, you know. 79. You know, if we found out tomorrow, 79, yes, but you're going into your fifth 79th year. <laughs> That's true. So what does that make me, 84? Okay, you know she's you know she's pretty good. What I've, we've heard her compared to Mel Monroe tonight, and seventy nine years old. Oh, she's got am. you know you have everything going for you, Patricia. You know what can I say? <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. Eighty four. I don't like that. So could I please stay at seventy nine? Ron in Hawaii says I can. Well, my dear, if you want to, you can start subtracting years against your birthdays if you prefer to do that too. Say what? Well, you could be 74. I mean, if you've been 79 for the last five, you can just start subtracting years if you want to. Oh, like Jack Benny? Yes. <laughs> he, he just hung. There, see? 79. I'll just hang on like Jack Benny did. 84. I don't know. Okay, I'll be 84. 79 sounds so good and perpetual, you know? It's a nice round number. Yeah, it's true. Yes, it uh, no, I'm here. I'm right here. Chubby, you know, it's got a, a chubby little nine in there and a seven for sturdiness. Yeah, that's a very good representative number. I like that one. Please. All right, all right. That's you can great. be whatever you want to. That, that's a great age. What would the, if you had to go back, Dan, what age would you like yes, to be? right here. What age would you like to be? For 2017. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe 26. And why 26? What 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 made that a good year for you? Oh, I don't know if it made it a good year. It's just a good age to be, I think. How about you, Patricia? You're out of the messy teen years. Okay. How about you, Patricia? If you had to choose your age, what age would you prefer to be in 2017? Well, hmm, I picked 28. No, 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 not 28. 
no, 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 no. That was a very difficult year. And I can't tell you why, but when I turned 28, I was depressed because 30 was only two years away. Can you imagine? I'll be 30. I don't know why. Well, I had sort of that thing about when I hit 25. I said, wow. You know? Oh, you did too. Oh, okay. yeah. 25 oh, with me. Right. You know? Well, I, I, I looked at that for about a day, and that was it. You know, the rest of the time. Uh, you know, but that, that just sort of surprised me. You know, what can I say? Yeah. Well, I can understand that. Because I did it at 28. So you, <laughs> you, you got a heads up on me here. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, 79 is a new 28. That is true. One of my favorite, favorite psychiatrists, the late Tony Grant, used to say that 60 is middle-aged now in today's arena. Mm-hmm. So... Not many of us are mm-hmm. going to yeah. live to 120, but yes, 60 is our current middle age. Well, let's face right. it. Let's face it, though. I mean, I don't really consider anybody old until they hit 90. Now, many cases, I've known a lot of older older people. I've that's mm-hmm. never been a factor, but I, it seems like, you know, my dad's going to be 86 in July. And... Uh-huh. And... Let's face it, in today's environment, 86 is, is a lot different compared to being 86 back in the in the 40s. It's just it's just a totally different ball game. I, I don't know what, is it our medicine or is it our attitude about life? But age doesn't seem to have the same impact today culture, for, for people today going through it compared to 70, 80 years ago. That's just... My observation. Well, I lost a good friend uh, last Saturday. Uh, my friend Mrs. Keller passed away, and she was 96. Oh. Uh, the one I'd just seen at Christmas. Yes. So, you know, yeah. Oh, and, man, uh, you I'm know, so when sorry. I saw her at Christmas. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it, I, I, You know, when I saw her at Christmas, you know, we had a good chat, and she mm-hmm. was saying, you know, that uh, she was, getting a little aggravated because she couldn't read anymore. Her eyesight was not mm-hmm. as good as it once was. Yeah. So I was trying to think of things I could do for her. But, uh, you know, I, I had a meeting on Thursday, and and uh, we were, I was talking to this member of her board, and you know, we were talking about what happened. And, and he said, uh, I said, oh, well, I saw uh, Mrs. Keller. And he said, well, she died. And I said, no, she didn't. And it ended up she died on a Saturday. And then the visitation was on uh, the next Tuesday and then with the funeral on Wednesday. So, you know, it just didn't really make the paper until, I guess, the day of the visitation. But, uh, you know, I called and talked to some of the my other coworkers, and they hadn't heard about it either. So, but... And you knew her through the libraries, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. I, I, she had worked... She had worked at the library since either 1951 or 52, and she couldn't remember. She knew that uh, her son had was in kindergarten is when she started working at the library, and uh, she worked up until about three years ago. So, but uh, you know, just a few days a week. 
but uh, you know, she, you know, do she all, had a very good life, you know, to yeah. live that long. Do all librarians share a certain uh, trait? Uh, I mean, we're talking about in generality. I don't know, I guess. You know, I think Patricia's got quite a bit of librarian in her. Yes, yes, She's she very does. inquisitive. <laughs> yes, she is. I have been downloading. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, I've been downloading books on my Nook device, and I always uh -huh. look for the freebies. Now, some of the freebies are real woofers, but some of them are really good. I have found a couple of new authors that way. So oh, really? Uh -huh. me, and yeah, it's not costing me anything um, except the charging. <laughs> the charging mm -hmm. device because they have to be charged every once in a while and that's the most expensive part about it. Isn't that wonderful? So I haven't been hanging I out. I had a discussion I had a discussion with someone and they like the talking books but they like talking books done by certain authors and I guess oh, yeah. Walden is like that too. You like certain author. I'm, I'm sorry you like certain narrators? Some are much mm -hmm. better than others. It was interesting, though, uh -huh. um, we have a family friend who's going blind. She's 84, and her daughters uh -huh. yeah. wanted her to learn to start using the talking book system. And she would been uh -huh. an advocate yeah. reader and librarian herself. She found it totally mm -hmm. boring. And oh, really? what she found, what she loved, she loved the mm -hmm. Audible. She loved to dramatize. Sure. She liked it when with the mobile actors and voices. And so that's what they're doing is mm -hmm. buying her all the, the recent books through the Audible system rather than the traditional talking book method. And I thought that's, that's interesting. Uh -huh. that, but that's, what, that's how she wants them. Sure. Yes. You know. I, I spoke to a person and they like Ken Follett's books, but they downloaded a Ken Follett book that was actually read by Ken Follett, and they hated it. They said, he may be able to write, but he sure can't narrate. Yes. Yeah, and that, that happens sometimes. I listened it does to, happen. Started, started to listen. Archive.org has many uh -huh. audio books up there. Mm. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've tried a couple that just didn't get very far. They were recorded and narrated by people at an organization called LibraVox. And this is hmm. their mission in life, to record pieces of written work. And they're terrible. Uh -huh. I mean, I really appreciate really? the work that they're doing, but uh-uh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it just, it was terrible. Hmm. Just terrible. Yes. Well, I think Milton did a very good job narrating what I had heard uh, him narrate. Um, in the late, in a, about 1993, um, WHS Radio did a version of um, A Christmas Carol, and Milton was narrator of that uh, of that um, program. And um, all the members of the uh, of the station had parts in the play, including Rush Limbaugh. Hmm. And that was a good show that that they did. And then I heard. Um, you know, he he would he just had a very pleasant voice. You know, he did a lot of commercial work and all. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I tell you, Milton. Also, uh, when 
WHS um, had an FM station, they would play classical music overnight, and he would narrate all of the uh, the intros to the uh, classical pieces. A program which I've never heard of called, let's see, Music to Dawn, which featured... That was it. That, that was the name of, name of the program. And, and what it was, it was a syndicated package shipped throughout the country, and they, the local voice in that community would be the host. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard it, but I, uh, but it was very popular in the 60s, per se. And uh, mm-hmm. so Milton, I guess, was the voice for them. And it was always sponsored by this the, the, an airline. I'm trying to think what airline, American or United, one of the airlines, what sure. the sponsor of mm-hmm. the series. I see. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to dig around. They're, they're putting more clips of Milton up. In fact, on uh, someone was asking on Facebook if they would like to have a Milton uh, memorial page and put up some of his clips. So if I find out about, it, about that, I'll... Uh, Please do. I'd love to hear some of his talk show hosts, Daisy, what, what, kind of, what kind of style he had. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to any of the program when he had Ali on back in, well, he had Ali on when he was still known as Cassius Clay, I think, in 1950, I, I have not. I haven't gotten to that yet, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I sent you a link to I that. I can't remember, yeah. But, uh, Absol- absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah, he, uh, he lost his wife last year, I think in April or back mm-hmm. in the spring, and then I think he fell and he either broke or dislocated his shoulder and then um you know he just he was aggravated because that had happened and you know he'd been in good spirits and mm-hmm. they'd put out a call for uh get well cards for milton mm-hmm. i think he got over 400 get well cards uh Aww. late last uh, so nice. uh fall mm-hmm. yeah. yeah then our our congressman i think uh a lot of the old djs um, had been meeting him at his uh, at his uh, retirement home, so he mm-hmm. was in good spirits and also. But uh, you know, just That's really got him. One of those things. I never really heard a cause of death uh, to this point. But oh, his memorial will be next uh, Sunday at two p.m. Mm-hmm. at the te- Mil- Milton actually was Jewish, so it's yeah. going to be held at the temple. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he was a wonderful okay. voice in the the Louisville area, and mm-hmm. Louisville was one of the big hub for the reading services for for the blind. You know, Louisville and Denver, and I don't know what other communities, but probably a couple others. But Louisville and Denver are two of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's a great great place uh, here in town. So, so well, we, I. I'm going to let you go. All right, Dan. I know you've got other people waiting. No, we don't. Nobody, so. nobody's calling us. <laughs> Nobody wants us. Nobody anymore. wants us. <laughs> but, you know. And, and, Dan and, such a dandy job of dancing around phones tonight. It was fun. Well, you I know. I got an email from Ray in Chicago who said, <laughs> enjoyed the program tonight, especially all the fun getting <laughs> Russ and Bob on the air. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So Patricia, you're going to be moonlighting on us. I know. The next yeah. week. Well, or? she, she oh, yes, yeah, she, she's I an am. international. Yes, I'm going to be morning, morning lighting. Yeah, she's an moonlighting. You know, when, morning. when you're international broadcasting, okay. 
when you're an international broadcasting superstar, you're in hot demand. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> They've asked me twice a year. <laughs> do, do, do we know one? <laughs> it's Patricia. I agree. <laughs> That was good. That was good. How dare you? <laughs> well, I think you are. I think you are. Oh, oh, well, well, hey, Walden. Yeah, yeah. Walden, next year I'll have. Next year I'm gonna have to send you a, a decoy box of chocolates so you can keep a hold of the. Uh... No, and and I got them. Walden's mom sent them to me, and I had one tonight. I thought my tear, my eyes were gonna tear. Oh my gosh, is that good? And it wasn't tearing because it was good. It was tearing because of the. What is it? Jack Daniels? Bourbon? Bourbon. Bourbon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bourbon? Good. Yeah, bourbon. Pretty good yeah. stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's good. I can understand I, I, I why say people take... like to go to parties. <laughs> I, I say take two and then uh, go on Dave uh, King's show. Oh, perfect. <laughs> take two and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> This is but, good. Yeah, it really is nice. And that was a that was a really super thing. Thank you, Dan. That was really nice. Oh sure. Sure. I but I never thought about Walden having trouble with uh, giving him past the family. Oh no, it definitely it, it happened it, ha it happened last year. I got I got a chance to have one last year before it disappeared and this year I had one and disappeared. So you know, we it, it, oh, boy. No, it's a community effort. You know, I figure I think if my mama if my mama bakes all that stuff, you know, and we get to gobble it up, everything should be shared. That's sort of how. Mm -hmm. That's right. Shared. Shared is the operative word here. There are four of you in that house, and you got one. There's something wrong with this. You're the math genius. Well, <laughs> how many in a box? Fifteen. Okay, so if four of us if four of us here. So yeah. th that means each one of us should have gotten three and three quarters bourbon balls, right? Yes. Or if three of you got four and poor Walden got three, that would be a whole lot more fair than one. Who do you think in my family? Who do you think in my family ate the most bourbon balls, everybody? Who do you think? <sighs> Mother Hughes. Mother Hughes. I would say your mom. Mother. I bet. I bet it has to be my dad or brother. Okay, they, you know they probably. You know, mom spent the day cooking, cooking, cooking in the kitchen. So that, I, have, I have to see if I can get anybody to confess. You know, no more. I don't have to share it with anybody. May I take a may I take a guess at your uh, Carter uh, trivia question? Oh sure, please do. Okay. Did uh, Jimmy Carter have flat feet? Is that the answer you were seeking? <laughs> no. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> he did. He had yeah, flat feet. They, he he stood on Coke bottles trying to improve his arches so he would go into the Army to pass the inspection. Wow. I was think he not in the, in the Navy? Yes, he was a Navy guy. I think so, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, think, I think he's the only the president. Army rejected him and the Navy took him? But to be. I think he... I think yeah, he, I believe I, that's what happened. I think he's the only president attending the inaugural next week. 
I have not heard. Yeah. I thought Bill and Hillary were supposed to be there. Well, maybe they are, but I, 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 I would have read it. So, uh, Bill and Hillary will be there, and George W. will be there. Okay. And, uh, okay. I haven't heard about anyone else. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I've been wrong then. Yeah. Uh, and George, the the father, George Senior. Everybody's calling him George Senior now, which of course is not correct, but it helps helps us separate <laughs> them. Yeah. Um. I think he some people call him 41. 41, and what was George W. 45? 43. 43. 43. Okay, so they had, they, in the earlier times, they were calling the presidents <laughs> President um, 41 and President 43. <laughs> so, <laughs> to have people differentiate. <laughs> but no. Um, so, uh, and, and Jimmy Carter. George W. and Bill and Hillary will be there. Okay, so how many living presidents mm-hmm. we have now? Are we going to have, we have Carter, the two Bushes, two Bushes, uh, and Hillary, Clinton. and the current, so we, so when, when a new president takes over, that we'll have six living presidents. And I no, think, five. we've got, we've got Bill, Jimmy Carter, two Bushes, that's four. Barack Obama and will be five. And Donald and Trump will, and, sorry, and, and Donald course. Trump will be six, and he'll be six. And I right. think that, and I think that, I think that the, the maximum. I, I don't think we've ever gone beyond six, living at the same time. I didn't think we ever went beyond five. Maybe you're right. Is that possible? I think you're right. It, it, is Carter the oldest uh, living president ever? I mean, he's what ninety three now. Well, uh, let me think. Reagan. Reagan got up to 93, and I think he was right up there with somebody. Was it John Adams? I'm trying to remember who. Yeah. Who did Are he. Living, living, living president? Who, who th- what president ever lived the long? What, what president ever lived the longest? I thought Carter was 91. And I think, I think Reagan went up to 93. And I don't know if Reagan was the longest living president, or was there somebody. Egg him out. I don't know. I'm we have a we have a refer, we have a reference librarian in the state of Florida that might dig up the answer for us. What? Because our other our, oh, we, our other reference librarian is having his birthday weekend, so we leave. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, but we have a trivia expert. Don't we have a presidential trivia expert there? That's true. That's why the president so trivia yeah, expert. I only ask the things that I have answers to. Is that fair, or is that just a made-up rule by Patricia? What? What? Now, how old? How old was President Reagan when he was when he was elected? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think uh, Donald Trump is the oldest elected president now. Correct. Um. Presidents of the United States. Um, okay, yes. Trump, Trump is the oldest ever elected now. Um, okay, I have it. Reagan was the second oldest ever in 1980. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we went down to Barack Obama at 47, Ulysses Grant at 46, Bill Clinton at 46. John Kennedy at 43, and Theodore Roosevelt at 42. Teddy! 
And guess where I had to go for this? Wikipedia. An Australian website. Okay, so who's the oldest living president? Who, uh, who's the oldest living, who's the oldest president of all time? Oh. Would it be Reagan? No, of all time. I, I would guess uh, our president-elect who's going to be in in a week. But, but that what? Would be, but, otherwise, it would be President Reagan. But see, yeah, uh, what, what, I guess what was, Dan was asking, who's the one that have lived the longest? And I think it's Reagan at 93. Oh. Um, that's what I thought he was asking. Then you sent me out to look at Donald Trump. I know, Trump. I know, I know. We, Make up your minds. This uh, is, you know, I'm very expensive. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get you in practice. Okay, <laughs> I figure, I figure next week with Dave King, he's going to have you do this during your two first and second half of your appearance of your show. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm bringing questions that you have answered correctly. And I gave him all of the categories and said, would you like to pick a category? <laughs> and he said, no, surprise me. So I, that's what I'm going to do. How do you think he's going to do? And he sent an email and said, don't bother, I'm going to bed. And he <laughs> said it much more nicely than that. He said, but i got to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Okay. So how do okay. you think, how, right. how, president. how do you think Mr. King's going to do with all my trivia questions? Not very well. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't think so. Can he hear me? He might be. I don't, I don't know. We'll be, you know, he he comes up with surprises. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And I will only pick the ones you have the answers for. No, I think you should. Be, I think you should give him the ones I miss. <laughs> you brutal. You are brutal. Well, wouldn't that be a really good test? Of what? Of my of my chances of ever being invited back again. <laughs> I, I think I think now you think, you you can't go flirting around with every other talk show host and leave us in a lurch. Two times a year in the morning? <laughs> 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 you guys really do have <laughs> propensity for expanding I, on reality. I, I, I think this is a good way. It's a, it's a good marketing tool. Patricia is attracting new listeners this way. <laughs> is that what she's doing? <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't okay. it? <laughs> All right. So what would you like me to promote? Uh, if, you, if you need help. In in Corner, Indiana, called Dan. I think that we need, that's what you should p promote. Gordon, Indiana. Uh huh. Okay. What do you think, exactly. Dan? Exactly. Hmm? Exactly, because Corden, Indiana, is the home of uh, the second oldest president ever to be elected, William Henry Harrison. Ah, okay, right. Ah. He'll be number three. He'll he'll, he'll be number three now. How about that for a segue? Okay. Who? He'll be who? number three next. I'm, you started to garble a little bit. Who Who you are the home of? William, William Harrison, who was the second oldest president elected. Ah. But he'll be number three. Right behind Ronald Reagan. He'll be number three next week. Okay, Donald well, Trump will take over number one. It goes exactly. Trump, Reagan, Obama, Grant, Clinton, K. 
Kennedy and Theodore Roosevelt. Where is he using uh, Obama? I don't get I Obama's Obama. not oldest. No, 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 no. This is um, from oldest on down. Oh. Donna, the, the election age, yeah. Uh-huh. So you're telling me somebody was born in Gordon? William Henry Harrison. Who? William Harrison. William Henry Harrison. Okay. And, and okay. <laughs> he wasn't he... born in Gordon. He founded the town. Was he the... He, the... Uh... He was the one that gave the longest inaugural address of all time, and now in 40 minutes, Carbonia died without his hat. Bingo. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. That was oh, William Henry Harrison. He had a head start on that one. <laughs> and, and, yes. and, his, and his grandson took over president, and his, and his wife, his grandson's wife started the DAR, and I think she was the one created for the Christmas tree in the White House. I think you're right about that. Um, gee, I had all these presidents and Christmas trees in my notes for Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, who, 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 who? I thought it was Calvin. Oh, no, Calvin was the White House lawn, the outdoor, the outdoors one. Um, and Teddy Roosevelt forbade it, but the kids kind of sneaked trees in there, but there was an official White House. Um... Who put the lights on the White House tree? That sounds very rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Who put the lights on the White House tree? Um, you, should, you, you, should write the rest of, you should write the rest of the song for Tracy. I think you got a top ten hit on your hand. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who makes, <laughs> who, who makes all the money in writing? Uh, it's not right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <for sure. laughs> I believe it's the publisher. Well, I think the publisher is a is a dice roller, and people jump up and down and say, "Oh, gee, look at all the money they make." Well, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the one that makes the money, the songwriters. Oh, interesting. Oh, I was thinking in literature, prose type stuff. Well, isn't music prose generally? No, it's music. I mean, Jay Evans and Ray Evans were making a hundred thousand dollars just off silver bills for fifty some odd years. That's pretty good money. Well, I was getting to the exceptions part. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Stephen King or, or uh, uh, Robin Cook or Agatha Christie, you might be able to make a little bit more than us little peons out there. But but the publishers are the ones who take all or most of the risk. Most of the risk and. They put their money in promoting and printing and all sorts of neat stuff like that and artwork on books and writers they think will move forward. That's why they love writers who are part of serials. They, they like to put out more than not necessarily serials, but more than one book because it isn't worth their time or effort to cultivate an author for a single book. But they put out all the buck, the bucks for this, and oh. if they misread their market, they eat it. Okay, so what's the average book deal now? I mean, in terms of uh, royalties for a first-time writer. Oh well, I don't know. 
I am not up on that, so I won't even take a guess. At one time, did you know what it was at one time? It varies from author to author. Mm -hmm. Again, somebody like Stephen King will get a, a huge advance, and the royalties are negotiated at the time contracts are signed. So... You know, so, like so if I give if I gave Patricia a hundred thousand dollars royalty check to you, you you'll be okay with that. I would say thank you so much. I'll <laughs> be in my treehouse, <laughs> my magical forest, okay. in my treehouse. But I I have an answer here. All right, Dan. Okay, now uh, here are the ten longest lived presidents. I'm ready. Number one. Number one uh, was Gerald Ford. Ah, he lived to be he lived to be ninety three years and one hundred and sixty five days. Okay, my goodness, okay. ninety three and a half. Okay. Number two is Ronald Reagan, ninety three years, one hundred and twenty days. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Number three is John Adams, at ninety years, two hundred and forty seven days. John Adams, and this is a time when everybody was dropping dead at age 28. Pretty much. Well, Let me double check they something were well, here. Well, healed and could afford lots of care and good food. So, 90. John Adams died. John Adams died July 4th, 1826. And who else died the same day? You know, wasn't that, um, gosh. Pick me, pick me. Yeah, go ahead. Thomas Jefferson. Very good. Fifty years after the fact, they both died on the same day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Number four is Herbert Hoover, who uh -huh. died at age ninety years, seventy-one days. Okay. Wow. Okay. My goodness, these are now all things that make you scratch your head. Go ahead. As of this writing here, George Bush, uh, George H. W. Bush, uh, was fifth at ninety years. At ninety years, even. Let me double check when this was written. Yeah, I think he got to get. Uh, I think he was born twenty-four, so he got to be getting into his ninety-third year pretty soon. Let me see what the date is. Here, hold on just one second. Uh, this was done in uh this was done two years ago. Okay. So you can add two more years to George. So the, yeah. Two years, yes. Yes. So that would actually move him up to let me check here. Uh that would move him actually up to number three at this point. He'd be yeah. right behind Reagan. Yeah. And in June he'll be ninety three. Yes. Remarkable, so he, man. He wow. moved past. Okay, let's see here. Oh, and then Jimmy Carter is uh, on this list is number six, which would be, make him number four, I believe. Right. Okay, I think the last I heard he's now 91. Uh, I saw 92. 92. And I guess he's still teaching Sunday school. 92. Still teaching Sunday mm -hmm. school and Are, still working for uh, Habitat for Humanity. You know, there's a and guy. He had a brain tumor. I know. That was resolved. There's a guy who probably. Yes. There's a guy who probably done more after his pregnancy than anybody else I can think of. The impact. Uh, I have 
said that. He he is far better representative now than he was, you know, after he, he finished his presidency. Right. He, he has just been marvelous, just marvelous. But he fell a little short yeah. on the presidential deal. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Okay, I've got a couple more here. Sure. Oh, Harry oh, Truman lived to be 88. Good old Harry. Harry Truman lived to be 88 years and 232 days old. Uh, Patricia. He died in 1972. Patricia planning to copy his campaign style by going by train when we run her for president in four years. Oh yes, oh yes. We we are not. Enough. We are not doing auditoriums. We're not doing arenas. We're not doing that kind of stuff. We're just going to be humble and go on the back end of a train. Assuming it doesn't crash. We've had more train <laughs> crashes than plane crashes. Good grief. Safest place Terrible. is at the back of the train. Okay. Okay. okay A couple more that? here. Um, yeah. James Madison. James Madison oh. lived to be 85 years, 104 days. In uh, June 28, 1836. Wow. The father of a constitution. Our Constitution, mm-hmm. yeah. And here's the other gentleman that died July 4th, 1826. Thomas Jefferson was 83 years, 82 days old when he died. I did not know he was that old. So so, Je- so, so John Adams was seven years older than Jefferson. I believe that's correct. Wow. Mm-hmm. And rounding out the list at this point, Richard Nixon was 81 years 103 days old when he died in 1994. Gosh, can you believe it's been that long since Nixon no. died? Do you think there's anybody more yeah. complex than, Reg- than Nixon in the White House? No. Um, not in living history. Maybe Andrew Jackson back in the... Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Back in the day. I mean, you know, if, yeah. let's put it this way. If, um, if uh, Abraham Lincoln had been alive when... Uh, the National Enquirer or CNN was around with uh, Mary's mm. fights. Uh, I'm sure that would have made breaking news with Wolf Blitzer. You think though? Probably the same way with. You, you think there was able sense of humor that would have helped? I mean, let's face it. I think Reagan' sense of humor helped him in a, in a great deal, and I'm wondering would that have helped Abraham Lincoln somewhat? I don't think Reagan would have been as great if. Reagan had not been a spokesman for uh, GE for all those years. Yeah, and had such so much uh, work on live television. Yes, I think, and 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 who knows what's going to happen with Trump? But at least he's had some, you know, TV exposure. Right. right. But uh, you know, Mr. Bill Lincoln. Clinton seems to. Have, Bill Clinton seems have the. Uh, the showmanship too. Mhm. I think it would, it would help it, it Bill. Seem... I think it would help Bill Clinton. He has that likable factor. You know, I think a lot of people yeah. say um, when you meet him yeah, in person. Charismatic appeal. You're right. When you meet him in person, he is somebody you could see yourself uh, having a cup of coffee or somebody with. You know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's a, a likable mm-hmm. factor that he has. A down home factor. You're right. right. You are yeah. right. Yeah, I think so. Right. Well, Mr. we Lincoln see. had a couple well, of personal issues that um, really would have gripped the news and put him out of office. Yeah. 
but um, great sense of humor. You're right. Great mm-hmm. sense of humor. Quite a bit, yes. Well, uh, I can't believe we won't have Patricia next week. I know. Except on another station. I <laughs> In the morning, in the morning, I'm not bending you. <laughs> I didn't do it. Walden did. <laughs> he did. So, 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 what time will, what time will you be airing on another network? <laughs> <laughs> that other place. <laughs> the other place. Nine, nine in the morning. I let, I let uh, Dave know that he is the other place. <laughs> nine in the morning on Saturday morning. Nine till noon. Nine in the morning. Nine in the Eastern morning. Eastern time. Eastern time. I, yeah, I know. When I first wow. did it, I, I what was it about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago? About two and a half, he three. Invited me. Yep. Yeah, and the first time, and he was on at eight o'clock in the morning, and I thought, oh, nuts to this! I just stayed up. That's what I did the first time. <laughs> that's what I did the first time. I was a guest on his show. I just stayed up. You know, I just didn't bother to go yeah. to bed. Yeah, he's the only one who's normal. Well, you know, whatever that is. You know, you know, I, I don't know about you, and I think Patricia and I are the same. When we have an early morning appointment, it can almost wreck our sleep because you want to make sure you're up, and so why bother to go to bed? You know, it just, mm-hmm. sure. it, it just wrecks my sleep. Sure. <laughs> well, now you know why I fall asleep during your lovely show. Yeah, here. that's true, Dan. Well, you're the only, I think you're the one of the hardest working. <laughs> family member we got. I mean, you, you're you holding down so. all those jobs and all those hours. You ever figure out how many hours you well, worked? You ever figure out how many hours you worked in a week in the peak of your of oh, the last just, two, two, three years? Including yeah. including the museum and the historic work. Yes. Any ideas, Dan? Uh, gosh. Uh, it, it's easily sometimes over six. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 But I grew up on a farm. We were always working sun up to sundown. So have you figured out what you're doing in your retirement years? Have you, are you going to you know what that's going to be like? <laughs> he's not, he doesn't even know if he's going to have any. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever quit, Dan. Well, considering my friend worked till she was 93, uh, I've got a few years to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few years to go. Yes, that's right. Well, Patricia's still working, and she's seventy-nine. So. I know, I know, but see? but she has she has she sets her own hours. I mean, Dan, if you could have if you could have your own hours, what hours would they be? Oh, that's a good question. I know. No, I, I I I can get up early if I'm not up half the night. <laughs> wow. Rephrase that. You can get up in the morning if you have to, no matter what kind of yes. night you've had before. Yeah. That's that's right. You're exactly. just that kind of a person. That's right. Rise but, and shine. But couldn't you? Why didn't you ask the library to have new hours? You know, the overnight shift. You could have handled that, Dan, pretty well. <laughs> why don't the library have? Oh, why don't I, Why don't the library have twenty four hour opening policies? Some of them do. Uh, do they really? Some do. They do. Some do. We're open twenty four five. Not We're seven. Twenty four hours a day, five days a week. What happened to the not other two days? Seven, not yet. What happened to the other two days? Well, 
you know, what What do you want the librarian to do, sleep underneath the circulation disk? No, no, no. I, do you have hours open on the other two days? Uh, we do, yes, but okay, not, so 20, not 24 hours. No, yes. no. So it's a, a, a seven-day service, but different hours. Correct, yes. Got it. Sometimes I yes. are smart. Sometimes you are smart, yes. No, I is smart. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I am smart. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, and, and well, I'm going to let you people go. And All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to play a radio show because I want to go have a glass of milk. And oh, boy. Yeah. And a piece of cheese. We'll see. I'm, think, I'm thinking about making chocolate milk. And? Patricia's going to snack on some bourbon balls. I know. She goes no, snack. she's going to have a sweet potato. I have sweet potatoes in the refrigerator because sometimes they don't tolerate out of the refrigerator very well. And I have four of them in there, and I looked at them tonight, and I said, oh, boy, do I want one of them. So I'm very happy. I can go have a sweet potato. Okay, you'll have a sweet potato. I will have a glass of chocolate milk. Dan, are you going to have anything? You'll get go back to bed. Just some peace and quiet. I'm going to bag. <laughs> I've got a bag of sun chips here. I might just ah, okay. Oh, what are sun chips? Bed. So, what are sun chips? Alden, do you know what sun chips are? I think I've had them. They're like multi, multi grain. They're like multi grain chips. Yes. Yes. Healthy for you. I've had those. Yes. Oh. Yes. Did that count? Uh Wait a minute. Did that really count? Snack food is supposed to be healthy for you. Do those really? Do those calories really count? No, it's like broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bag of veggie harvest um, made with real uh, veggies and whole grain, uh, tomato, basil, and cheese. And they're supposed to be healthy for you. They're like a sun so, chip. So have you had these before? I have. They're very good. Okay. If you say so. Yep. You'll have to. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dan. You'll have to look them up. Because it was your birthday yesterday. What's your favorite, what is your favorite non-healthy snack? Food. Hmm. My health, my favorite healthy, my favorite non-healthy snack. Snack. Mm -hmm. Uh, Snack or food? Snack. Snack and food. Give me both. Snack. Whatever. Anything you put in your mouth that is not healthful, what is it that you like? I like fried potatoes and bacon grease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you went right for the throat on that one. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, gosh. And as for snack, I don't know. I don't like, I like to think I'm eating healthy snacks. But I mean, you, I like baked you, lays. You don't have a fa- you don't have a favorite non-healthy snack. Okay, how about this one? Okay. I I don't know. I I can eat pork rinds. They're pretty good. Never had one. Okay, and what's Never your had one? No. What's your favorite soup? We haven't asked you yet on your on the oh, soup department. True. How about broccoli cheddar? <gasps> Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I need Patricia. Oh, that's yum. the one? Yeah. Oh, yes, I love it. 
Yeah, it's pretty good on a cold winter today. That is a winner. You know, if I if if I want to put something unhealthful in my mouth, mm-hmm. it will be everything you just said. And well, then some. Why why <laughs> why? I just got thinking my dad'll do this once in a while. I think it smells. He'll take broccoli and put it in the yeah. mi- put broccoli and put it in the microwave. And heat it up. I think really? that I think that smells. It, it had a terrible gas odor. I think, you know, just, I don't just, think it smells any different from what we stir around in a pot. Well, for me, it's, it it it, 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 it intensifies like it. That. I, yeah, I buy vegetables, frozen vegetables, and put them in the microwave and eat them like a salad. No problem with that, mm-hmm. but it seems like broccoli has a certain gas it releases that really yeah. sw- strong. Yeah, with, with broccoli in them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of all mixed up. It's called the Japanese mix. Right. And, yeah, that, oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm, Sounds good. good. You're making me but hungry. See, yeah, I, I know, but it, I'm I'm afraid it's a healthful food, so it probably right. doesn't count as being <laughs> awful for me. That's right, yes. And I make my well, I'm going to get off the phone here. All right, Dan. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Take care. And happy Take care. birthday. Bye-bye. And happy birthday. birthday. Thank you very much. Oh, right. You're very welcome. Good night, right. Dan. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to play now. We're gonna play a film again, Molly, because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> so. Teeny, my favorite little teeny. Oh, yes. So the adorable one will be with us in about 30 minutes, and we will see. Yeah, she eats a sweet potato. Perfect. I'll yeah. make her bright, healthy, and wise, because she's going to have next Saturday night off. So I have to go back to bed for 23 hours after staying up all night for day, but that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I was just so confused. I, I, I just never got back on track this week. Well. I pour out my medications a week at a time. Yeah? I'm off kilter because tonight is Saturday night, but that should be the last night, and then I pour tomorrow, but I had to pour today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Walden, save me. I will, my adorable one. You are are so good to save. (laughs) I'm I'm so good. Okay. Go get your food. All right. All right. We'll talk I about. will go get my sweet potato. Uh, which which fibber are you playing? Uh, I, I'm still in the Christmas mood. You know me. I'm gonna see if yeah. I can find. Uh, I'm gonna see if I have any from the fifties on the computer. If not, uh, probably play one uh, from forty three or so, something like that. I uh, no no. You know what? We haven't played yet this year. Painting the Christmas tree white. Let's do that one. <gasps> Uh, we'll one. play that one from December 18th, 1945, everybody. That's what we'll okay. go for. All right, we'll be back. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Sound Forge Pro 11.0 Alt Tab Skype Sign in Windows M Desktop S Skype S Snapfit S Saturday Enter Saturday 11 F Fibber McGeehan Enter Fibber Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 6 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 6 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 7 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 1 2 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 1 5 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 1 6 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 1 7 dash Fibber McGeehan Molly 1 2 dash 1 8 dash 4 5 3 Unloading jaw can't okay enter Fibber The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. What two things are you most anxious to have in your home? Aren't they beauty and cleanliness? Well, think for a moment how easily and inexpensively you can have both beauty and cleanliness just with an occasional application of genuine Johnson's wax to your floors, furniture, and woodwork. A rich, mellow, polished wax surface is a thing of beauty in itself. The wax brings out the grain and beauty of the wood. It adds a soft luster to leather, linoleum, and metal surfaces. And, of course, this tough wax film protects these surfaces against wear, dirt, and moisture. Dust and dirt do not adhere readily to a wax-polished surface. So cleaning is not only easier, but a wax tone is actually cleaner and more sanitary. Johnson's wax is of the very finest quality and long-wearing. The cost is really very little. So why not practice protective housekeeping in your home with genuine Johnson's wax? Dealers everywhere carry it. There are certain people who simply won't admit that nature does anything right. They are the kind who gild cattails, paint whose little tootsie are you on the shells of baby turtles, and clip poodle dogs to look like anemic lions. Here's one of those people now, as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Fred, how much you charge me to paint this Christmas tree white? Why do you want it white, McGee? What do you mean, why do I want it white? You've got a hundred trees in this lot you've painted white. Yeah, and I think they're horrible. What? Some people like them that way. Never mind the artistic comment, Fred. How much? Ten dollars. Ten dollars? To spray a little white paint on this half-pint tree? Who do you think you are, Rembrandt? <laughs> Look, looky here, maybe you didn't understand, Fritz. I want this tree painted white, not gold-plated. Ten bucks. You're a pirate, and I'll bet you've made $200 already today. You're a cheapskate, and I've made $340. You're a robber, and you want to sell a half interest in this joint? You're a stoop, and I wouldn't sell my own mother a half interest. You're a low-down, no good. Oh, that 
dirty, the dirty swindler. Ten bucks to spray a little tree white. The rat. Cheating people right and left. Making 400 bucks a day. The chiseler. I don't know whether to report him to the OPA or make him a better offer for a half interest. <laughs> Low down chiseler. What's the matter, of all... McGee? This time. It's that guy, Fred Corrigan, that runs the Christmas tree lot at 14th and Oak. That dirty pine broker. One <laughs> to charge me ten bucks to paint our Christmas tree white. Well, that does seem a little high, dearie. But think of the work there is to it. Putting all those needles back on after the paint dries. <laughs> they don't take the needles off. They just spray the trees. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's all there is to it. Well, if wishing will make it so, why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> If it's a $10 job, I can't afford to pay myself that much. <laughs> Besides, I haven't got a paint spray, so... Hey, haven't we got a paint spray attachment on the vacuum cleaner? Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh, I can have that tree painted white before you can say, don't it look awful? Now, McGee, please, I realize we need the house painted, but not on the inside. Let's leave the tree green. Oh, you'll love a white one, Snooky. It's the modern thing. Nobody uses green trees anymore. They're outmooded. Hmm. You don't say. Well, tell me, Salvador. Uh, what color snow are people using this year? Chartreuse? No kidding, Molly. White Christmas trees are all the rage. Everybody. They needs. must be. They throw me into one. Now, look, sweetheart. Just put the tree up and trim it. I love a green Christmas tree. Don't you, Alice? Don't I? What, Mrs. McGee? Look, Molly, I'll put it up to Alice fair and square and let her give an opinion. Here's the preposition, kid. If you were going to have a Christmas tree, which would you rather have? A dusty, drab, dirty old green one or a bright, snappy, glistening white one? Which, Alice? Mistletoe. Oh. <laughs> mistletoe. What an answer. Well, jeepers, don't you like to hang up a little bouquet of mistletoe, Mr. McGee? Oh, he's too shy, Alice. <laughs> I am not shy. What good is mistletoe? Catch somebody under it and it's either somebody you can kiss anyway, like your wife, or you get a slap in the chops before you can point up to it. <laughs> Mistletoe, bah. That's just poison ivy with berries. <laughs> well, we'll put some up, Alice, and you'll see who manages to spend most of his time loitering around beneath it. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly now, dear, uh, do you like a white Christmas tree? Well, I like them all, Mrs. McGee. I don't care if they're purple. Gertrude always has a white one, though, and she likes them. Who's Gertrude? We know her... Oh, she's the boy who always rides past here in the cream-colored Cadillac and honks his horn, sister. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. I see. Well, uh, himself here used to go with a man who owned a Stutz Bearcat's niece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I gave her up for an old guy with a broken-down Maxwell's daughter. <laughs> But honestly now, Alice, don't you really prefer a white Christmas tree? Well, I got awfully tired of them, Mr. McGee. When I was a little girl, my father gave us kids some little tiny paintbrushes and told us to paint a Christmas tree white. Heavenly days. Wow. It must have taken you children a long time to paint a tree with little brushes. Uh, how long did it take you, Alice? Oh, we never did get it finished. But it kept us off the streets till we were 18 years old. <laughs> well, I got to wrap some presents. See you later. <laughs> Right, kid. How all that lovely golden hair can grow out of that solid bone, I'll never know. <laughs> oh, she's awfully sweet, though, McGee. There isn't a mean thought in Alice's head. No, nor any other kind. 
Well, this ain't getting my tree sprayed. Where'd you leave the tree, dearie? Out in front. I can attach the vacuum cleaner cord from the porch light. Now, let me see if I get the porch... Come in. Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. And how are you today, pantry paunch? <laughs> fine, Jumbo, fine. You out spreading a little Christmas cheer? Telling your patients you're going to retire? Oh. <laughs> He's not going to retire for years yet, are you, Doctor? My dear, I will retire on that far distant day when I can write a personal check for $400 and not have the hired help at the Fourth National Bank burst into hysterical laughter. Why, <laughs> oh, go on, you old miser. You got that much buried under a loose brick in the fireplace right now. Trouble with you is you got more affection for a dollar than my wife has for a pound of butter. And that's the love match of the year, fatso. <laughs> to say that, though, McGee. Dr. Gamble does more private charity work than anybody in town. Certainly. I'm a very noble character. When I walk down the street, flowers spring into bloom. Oh. Birds burst into song, and taxi cabs honk twice before they try to kill me. <laughs> well, I've got to run along now. This is my busy season, you I know. I suppose the children keep you pretty busy around Christmas time, Doctor, huh? No, it's the so-called grown-ups, my dear. Huh? This is the silly season when 200-pound men start climbing 49-cent stepladders to wire dime store angels to the tops of $3 Christmas trees and wind up in a $500 plastic cast. <laughs> Pennywise and compound fracture foolish. Don't you want to stick around and watch me trim our Christmas tree, Doc? I'm painting it white. Well, you don't have to do that, skip wit. Huh? When I put my gift for you under it, it'll turn white. <laughs> Billy Mills and the orchestra and the parade of the wooden soldiers. Plods up like a sentimental woman at a sad movie. 
Uh, what seems to be the matter, dearie? This paint spray goes along all right for a minute, then it chokes up. And when it comes loose again, it throws a blob of paint that'll knock IQ out of the balcony. <laughs> well, found it on the porch steps. And maybe that'll loosen it up. Okay, I will. There, now, now try it. Okay. Ah! A heavenly days, Mickey. You almost hit me with that. I'm sorry, kiddo. I didn't know it was loaded. Well, here we go. <laughs> there, now. Just, uh, 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 Dad ratted it, done it again. Clogged up. Well, hurry up and get the job finished, mm. McGee. It's colder than a lineman's lunch out here. <laughs> well, you go on in the house if you want to. I can handle this all right. No, I've got to stay out here and tell people who you are. Huh? <laughs> you get a little more of that white paint on you, and they'll think you're a badly constructed snowman. Okay. Ah, that does it. Now, I'll have this tree sprayed before you can Watch say... your aim, dearie. Huh? No, you better shut it off. Here comes Mrs. Carstairs. No. Hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Won't you come in the house and have a slug of tea? No, thank you, my dear. I'm just out walking my Pekingese and must hurry along. What Pekingese, Carsty? I don't see him. Oh, it was too cold for him to come along, Mr. McGee. <laughs> but as long as one of us goes out, he's satisfied. Ah, oh, it's really a sweet little dog, Millicent, from what I've seen of him. Personally, I wouldn't have one of them four-legged dust mops as a gift. <laughs> Give me a man-sized dog. I ever tell you about the hunting dog I had once, Carsty, by the name of Durante? Durante? Yeah, what a nose that dog had. <laughs> Never forget one time we were walking through the woods. Me and my dog, pipe over my shoulder, gun in my mouth. What was that again? Uh, gun over my shoulder and pipe in my mouth. When all of a sudden, Durante freezes. He's on point. Nose quivering, tail out like a ramrod. One foot in the air. I raises my gun, walk slowly forward, and there, not ten feet away, was a guy sitting on a stump. <laughs> That was quite a dog, Mr. McGee. Trained to flush game wardens, was he? No, sir. I balled the dog out, and then I was never so ashamed in my life. It was the smartest thing he'd ever done. Why? Well, sir, I got talking to the guy, and you know what? His name was Partridge. Oh. <laughs> Henry W. Partridge. Wasn't that wonderful, Karsty? No, I don't think that's so remarkable, Mr. McGee. In the light of what a police dog of mine once did. What was that, Millicent? After all, it's so cold out tonight, the bologna won't spoil. Well, this dog of ours was extremely intelligent. Mm -hmm. One day, I had him in the post office, and I noticed he was staring at the police posters on the wall. Suddenly, he dashed out the door and was gone. Probably went out to steal an apple off a fruit stand, Karsty. No. When I got home, he was gripping our butler by the vest pocket and was barking into the telephone, which he'd knocked off the table. When the police arrived, it turned out that Jarvis was wanted by the authorities in three states. Yes, but why was your dog holding him by the best pocket, Millicent? That was where our butler kept his fountain pen. You see, he was wanted for forgery. <laughs> well, so nice to see you. Good evening. Who does she think she's kidding? I don't believe a word of that stuff. <laughs> I'll bet she made that whole thing up. <laughs> well, never mind her, dearie. Get busy with that paint before it freezes solid, huh? will you? Oh, oh, gee, it might at that. Well, back to work. Ah, oh, there she blows. Yeah. Uh, Stopped up again, McGee? Yeah, the doggone thing. I only got about a third of this tree sprayed, too. Maybe if... Hey... What? How could Carstairs' dog be gripping the butler by the vest and barking into the phone at the same time? 
Why, she didn't say he was gripping the butler with his teeth, dearie. Huh? You know, after all, a dog as smart as that could hold him down with one hind paw, dial the police station with the other, and use his front feet to take fingerprints. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but how should... Oh, well, why should I worry? Ah, ah, that's better yet. You're getting that's more better. paint on yourself than you are on the tree, McGee. Well, the wind keeps changing. They ought to make these paint sprays with a weather vane on them. All right, George, hip, 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 hip. Oh, dear. In the time you've taken to get this tree a dirty gray pet, I could have whitewashed the Kaibab National Forest with a flip gun. Well, doggone it, I don't see... Hello, folks, what's going on Hello, here? Hello, Mr. Wilkine. Hi, Junior. Pull up a front step and give yourself a three-point landing. <laughs> Hey, you want your Christmas tree painted white, Mr. Wilcox? Start home and get it. Yeah, I won't be out here very long, Junie. Soon as I adjust the nozzle on this paint. Hey, wait a minute, Mac. Be... Do you mean to stand there like a front man for painter's colic and tell me you're actually going to ruin that pretty little tree with white paint? Ruining that refugee from the forest primeval? Despoiling a magnificent evergreen? Ah, uh, skip the dramatics, Junior. <coughs> we know you memorized Evangeline in high school. <laughs> And you played the heavy in the Chautauqua Company of Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, too, didn't you, Mr. Wilcox? The juvenile lead, if you please. I also had three seasons of Shakespeare. A likely story. When you play Shakespeare's son, that's when Othello needs a friend. Oh. <laughs> Everyone in Omaha, I'll have you know, said I was another Barrymore. Hmm. Why, when I came out in my tights and said, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. You can say that again. <laughs> McGee, I love Shakespeare. Go on, Mr. Wilcox. Is it not monstrous that this player here, seeing a lady forced to menial task and seeing such drudgery, would not then dispense a thing called Johnson's glow coat? <laughs> Forsooth, a goodly fluid, which spread upon the scullery linoleum would thus eliminate the scrub. No rub, no bark. <laughs> Just pour it on, and in one-third the time it takes for our glass to turn, it dries. <laughs> if Shakespeare ain't in the public domain, this two-bit Orson Welles is going to be sued for nine million bucks. <laughs> ah, yes, it dries, and so mirror-like it gleams. The porridge spilled, wiped off, leaves not a single spot. <laughs> the labor saved, the hours gained, the beauty seen. Tis glowcoat. Beloved by Chatelaine and serving wench alike. Your nearest dealer. Hey, will... hey, now wait a minute, Mr. Wilcox. Is that in Hamlet? My dear girl, it's in every Hamlet, every village, oh. every oh. town, city, and metropolis. <laughs> every place where a housewife takes pride in the appearance of her kitchen. And if I don't get back to the office in the next ten minutes, I'll find myself back in Chautauqua. <laughs> so long, kids. <laughs> Goes the biggest ham I've seen since Blue Boy went to the state fair. <laughs> he better be careful or he'll wind up on a platter with an apple in his mouth. Ah, but this ain't getting my tree sprayed. Well, hurry up. You almost got it done now. Yeah. Let's see. I get her all loosened up good. Ah, there she goes. Ah, this is the best it's been yet. Yeah. Look how white the tree is getting, Molly. There's one question I'd like to ask you, McGee. Are you sure? Don't that... bother me now, kiddo. I'm doing too good. Hot dog. Ain't that getting beautiful? I finally got this spray gun working perfect. I know, but look, McGee, I've been wanting to ask you if... Later, Tootsie, later. I'm just about finished now. Just up there a little bit. Ah. Oh, gee, I'm through. <laughs> All done. And believe me, that's the whitest white Christmas tree you'll ever see. Now, won't you admit this is a mighty pretty effect, baby? Yes, if you like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go and make some hot coffee, dearie. Okay. McGee? Huh? 
Whose Christmas tree is this on the front porch? Oh, that's the one I bought this morning that I'm going to paint white. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh, what tree did I paint? The one that's been growing there in the yard all these years. <laughs> Have all that debt. If I ain't the dumbest bloke that ever drew breath. A wise guy. A know-it-all. Can't tell one tree from another. One that's grown and one that ain't. I'm a sapit. I'm a brainless, incompetent, ham-handed butterfingers. If I wasn't so stupid, I'd never let me sit here and insult myself like this. <laughs> Dad rat the oh, dead. Hi, mister. What's the matter? I know that voice. Is that you, Teeny? Sure is, I betcha. Hmm. What you sitting there with your head in your hands for, mister? Got a headache? Want me to get you an aspirin, hmm? Mommy too, hmm? No, no, thanks, sis. Medicine won't touch the kind of headache I got. I just busted my ego in four places. Gee, I'm sorry, mister. Yeah. Oh, boy. Who did that? Huh? Who did what? Who painted that tree white? Hmm? Gee, is that ever beautiful? Yeah, but that ain't the one And it's I th- growing right there in your yard. Yeah, you see, I got a little confused. And oh, I thought Mr. I... McGee, you're wonderful. Huh? I am? Mm-hmm. You're the nicest man in town, I bet you. Hmm? You put your Christmas tree right out in the front yard where everybody can share it with you, didn't you? Well, I didn't exactly. See, all the kids in the neighborhood are going to love you for this, mister. Why, I can hardly wait till you get it all lighted up. <laughs> you can't, eh? Hmm? I says you can't, eh? Can't what? You can't wait till I get it all lighted up. Gee, neither can I. <laughs> and you know what, mister? What? When it's, when it's growing in the ground like that, it can't wobble and fall over either. <laughs> Our Christmas tree at home is always wobbly. Yeah, lots of people make that mistake, sis. They don't stop to think if they were a tree and got all lit up and then came into a warm room, they'd wobble a little too. <laughs> But so you think it looks all right out here in the front yard? Huh? Oh boy, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Now all the little children that haven't got Christmas trees can come and see yours, can't they? Yeah, I uh, I kind of plan to get a lot of little bags of candy and stuff and let the kids help themselves Christmas Eve, sis. <laughs> I just planned that. <laughs> think they'd like that? Gee, will I ever? And us kids will sing. Sing what? You know. The song we sing for you every Christmas time. It was the night before Christmas, the one we just recorded. Oh. Would you like to hear it now, Mr. Hoon, would you, Hoon? Yes. Yes, I believe I would, sir. Okay. Hey, Kenny, Johnny, Buddy, Randy, come here. He wants to hear it, all right. A wonderful bunch of kids going around the neighborhood with a 30-piece orchestra. <laughs> Christmas and all through the house Not a creature was stirring Not even a mouse The stockings were hung by the chimney with care In the hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there Danced in 
settled at last for a Broadcasting Company. Let's have a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful listening opportunity we have. Bless this wonderful country. Look after the needy, the poor, and the hungry. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I'm going to do a telephone test with Patricia. I think I know where my problem is, so... Stand by. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some corn for poppin' The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm And the fire is slowly dying and my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you'd love me so, let it snow, let it snow and snow. When we finally kiss goodnight. How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really grab me tight All the way home I'll be warm Oh, the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow By golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. Tasty pheasants, Christmas presents, countryside's covered with snow. Oh, by gosh, by jingle, it's time for carols and Kris Kringle. 
Overeating, merry greeting from relatives you don't know. Then comes that big night, giving the tree the trim. You'll hear voices by starlight singing a Yuletide hymn. Oh, by gosh, by golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly, fancy ties and granny's pies, and folks stealing a kiss or two as they whisper Merry Christmas. Patricia and I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> it works! It works! I hear you! I fixed it! Oh, you fixed it. Please tell people what you have been fussing with. You poor baby. Did you get your milk? Yes, I, I got a, I got chocolate milk. Okay. I, now, does it really count when I take it from a, from the same Hershey chocolate that we put on ice cream tonight? I mean, that's what I did. I, I took Hershey. So I poured a little mix in, and I poured the milk on top of it, and I stirred it, and it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. I, I I was raised in a family with 2%, so I, I don't know if I can handle whole milk. I never, <laughs> I don't know well, if I've ever <laughs> had it. If you, you handle whole milk, they are now saying they, the big they in the sky. Yeah. The scientists who have been doing milk research say that whole milk is better for you and more effective in losing weight than... See, that's probably been my problem. That's probably why I have a couple of pounds because I've, I've, my, you know, my poor mom tried to do all the healthy things for us I as know. kids. And as far as I'm concerned, it still is a helpful thing <laughs> because you're you're dumping two percent of the fat, or not two percent, half fifty percent of yeah. fat yeah. that's in the milk. So I'm on your side. Well, that, for that's what Mama said. I even <laughs> my my mom even went with skim milk. That took me a while to get used Whoa. to that. That sounds like. <clears throat> it tastes like wallpaper paste. Well, I'll tell you what's even worse than skim milk. Mama did this. When you see we buy, you know, the toofers? Mm-hmm. And my adorable one liked to call them the toofers in, in her life. When mom did it, she would freeze one of them. Right. Have, have you ever frozen milk and then unfreeze it? It got this water taste throughout the whole milk. It almost Ew. like it ruined the milk. I've never done it, but people do it all the time. You poor kid. That's the downside of, of unfreezing milk. Okay, so we had a really light dinner, so I, I, yes, I did it. I went and warmed up a White Castle hamburger, so. <laughs> You're guilty. <laughs> they, well, while you were talking, I just finished my sweet potato. Ah. You know, it takes, it takes about 10 minutes to finish cooking it, but then it takes 15 minutes to cool it down enough that you can touch it. So... I was a little late. You, you, those things you got to be careful, right? Because you got to make sure those things are punctured before you stick them in a microwave, don't you? Don't yes, you? yes. Have you ever had one explode on you? No. Would that be a lot of fun? Oh, dear. Cleaning out the microwave after something like that? Oi, pooey. Uh, but I think I know something worse than a uh, exploded potato in a microwave. And I think we've all done this. And I don't know how you get rid of the smell when you burn popcorn in a oh, microwave. Oh, yuck. It cannot be worse. I, I tell you, the night I burned my my meatballs, 
and the smell just kept coming. Oh. And the, oh. they were still on fire in the sink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of the nights on the show. Hold on. I'm going to lose you. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. okay. No, I knocked my phone off, and I thought I was going to disconnect you. Yeah. But, um, yes, that that was... It was awful. I had windows open. I had doors open. I was afraid somebody was going to call the fire department. It smelled so terrible. And I'm sitting in here for, oh, gosh, the longest time. I'm saying, boy, you know, somebody's got a fire around here. It smells terrible. It was me. Wow. No. And the meatballs just kept burning in the sink. I didn't put any water on. I didn't realize it. You know, and they were. Yeah. Oh. So. I, I would put that again, except I don't ever want to smell it again. <laughs> but, but you're right, burned popcorn. Oh. I don't know how you get rid of those smells sometimes. It, it just... I don't know either. It gets it in the fan. Yes. So when you turn it on, no matter what you've got in there, you smell this until it cleans itself out. Mm. Yuck. Pui. Well, Next. <laughs> the phone is working again. Hooray for us. You know, we all got an engineering school. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you figured that out. <laughs> really? You're, you're remarkable. You truly are remarkable. Who, me? Yes, you. You figure out all of these things, and you do it by touch on top of it. Yeah. Just... Well, <sighs> I can't wait to hear the replay have Dave King work on my questions. It'll be, this will be fascinating. <laughs> Okay. I pity you, Dave. I'm pulling for you. I hope you leak it 10% of them right. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> well, he's fortunate because Bobby Rydell will be in the middle of this, so I won't have a whole lot of time with him. Well, he got I'll, three, I'll uh, be brutal. Wait a minute. He got three hours, so if it, what the most Bobby can be on with it? Maybe a half hour? Oh, I don't know. He didn't say. Might be 15 minutes. Oh, I doubt that. Well, that's what he had some guests on for. Really? Oh, yeah. Boy, we outdo that, don't we? Oh, yeah. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> do you remember that commercial? I can't even remember what it was, but it's up on YouTube for anybody who wants to see it. I don't remember that one. Uh, I, oh, gosh. It was, a, it was a tomato sauce. Uh-huh. And maybe it was contadina. I don't know. But this poor man was sitting at the kitchen table, and his wife serves him a plate of whatever it was, and it had meatballs in it. And he'd say, Mamma mia, that's Mama a spicy mia. meatball. And the oven door would fall down in the background, and they'd have to do it again. And so he's sitting there, he's eating more meatballs, and he's, Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> and something else happened, like somebody walked behind him. Right. So he had to do it again, and he's eating more. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, he's he's eating more meatballs, and he's starting to, you know, look a little woozy. <laughs> he says, Mamma mia. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Meatball. I think it was a commercial for Alka-Seltzer. What is your favorite TV commercial of all time? Oh, gosh. I'll tell you, two of mine. Yeah, please do. Give me a hint. I think number one of all time is when I was a kid, and I was just fascinated by this. And I guess I later found it with Marvin Miller with the announcer. And it was for Chuck Wagon Dog Food. Oh, yes. And you had the, 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 uh, the 
I'm trying to remember how it went. I think was it the dog chasing after the chuck wagon, or the or the or the these little doggies are running with the, and they're pulling the chuck. I think they're pu- running and they're pulling the chuck wagon and they go right into the wall and disappear. It just it was always it was always my yes, favorite. The effects were really good. Oh, and then second one. Second one, I remember the kid. Because it came with a, a great song, and you could see there was emotion. The Swinky Toys. Oh. Swinky, the Swinky, and you saw and you saw these Swinkies moving up and down and doing these wonderful things as a kid. And I remember those for me as a memory of a kid. Those are the ones that stands out. Besides, both magical for a little kid. Yeah. First, besides. Cowards and then a dog spot, which I told you earlier, where you saw the dog laying on all the used cars. <laughs> but you know, that's good. But those are those are the ones that stands out in my memory. Also, there's a famous one I remember visually, as a, and I one one of what toothpaste. It, it might have been Crest, where you saw the two people running at the beach towards each other and they kiss each other at the end, and it was for uh for toothpaste. And, you know, and in the early 70s, it was a very, I remember that one. Of course, I remember, um, was it Coca-Cola? I like to sing the, I like to sing the whole world a song. Oh, yes. I'd like the, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Yeah. In perfect harmony. Yep. So those are some of the ones I remember. Anything come to mind? Well. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. That's a future topic, I think, for the family to think of I, their favorite think, commercial. And I know I've mentioned that Stan Freeberg, yep. who made my teeth hurt when I heard him <laughs> on a radio show, was the most wonderful scriptwriter and imagination man for advertising. He was great. And I think that's where he should have stayed. But, you know. I think I heard him in an interview, one of the later ones. Larry King, he said, I think Larry asked him, did they know that what they were getting with you? <laughs> or or, what, or my man, or that going, going, and he said, the time I was rowing, they, they sort of expected it. They sort of knew when they went to recruit me that they they sort of knew I was going to poke fun at them. And, you know, about, and he was talking about, he always felt the most memorable commercials were the ones that made people laugh or smile or Mm-hmm. Or something in his mind that that was that was the best form of advertisement for. I think he's right. You know, I, I think he's right. Some of the greatest commercials come in from Europe, especially England. Uh huh. They have. <laughs> I don't think they have any censors. <laughs> there was one that I find memorable. I was looking at advertised. Barbara found one mm-hmm. up there and. You go to one, and it's like the Internet. You know, you wait for the next one to Sure. Gosh, here it is, and there it is, and it was advertising. The one that came up from London had an older woman walking around the reproductions, I guess, of the Greek and Roman statues. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the guys had no pants on. It was <laughs> weird. And she's walking around in a circle, and you're thinking, Ooh, that dirty old woman. <laughs> It might, it might come from the British humor when Benny Hill became such the rage on huh? um, 
you know, people remember he was a famous British comic. But, yes, but, yes, and it was all visual, you know, just... But this woman walked around at least one time, and she got to the other side of the statue, and she reached up and put deodorant under his arm, <laughs> then sprayed deodorant. And I just thought that was hysterical. Yeah, so, that's a great one. So those, those kinds of things. Good. Oh, I heard a noise. It's a plane coming in. Ooh, very low. Probably a drone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Tens of thousands of these things, and Daddy's out in the backyard. So, is she, it, it, once I make some money, should I get Patricia a drone? What do you think, everybody? Oh, no. Please don't. Yeah, but it could do your grocery shopping for you. Yeah, but... You know? I don't think so. Well... I can't carry the stuff up the stairs. How is a little drone going to take it home? For well, that's what I'm thinking. It'd be good for you. That way you can send, you can remote it to the grocery store and bring it back. I've got 40 and 50 pounds of groceries to bring up. Well, we'll get you a really big one. A really big one? Yeah. Good. Why don't I just hire a jet? Why not? I could do that. Why not? I could do that. You know. Um, I'm making it up the stairs Two times with about 20 pounds each trip, which I think is marvelous. It darn near kills me, but <laughs> it did do that, and I cannot tell a lie. I've still got stuff in the car. I don't care. That's still an accomplishment. I think so, too. I think, considering what you were back in June, mm-hmm. I think I consider that an accomplishment. My goodness. Even waking up is an accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're so blessed to have you. Oh, you are so good to me. I am so spoiled. Uh, Everybody here on Saturday spoils me. It's amazing what kind of loving, caring little group we have. We all uh, we all care. We're all getting to the strangest, interesting topic for crying out loud. <laughs> yes, sweet. You know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was... Uh, Somebody, I was talking to somebody about um, oh, a mobile app this week, and he was talking about whether well, such a program that could index all the live files and see what topics you guys covered. And I got thinking, I didn't tell him in depth that the Saturday Night Show goes into an interesting topic. It'd be interesting to see how it gets indexed that way. But, you know. There isn't enough room on a computer No. No. Oh, my God. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let's see what else I got here. Dun, 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 dun. I had some stuff about 16 ways you can get scammed. That's what we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I... What... How, how do, you, do you... I guess you should just assume you'll at least get scammed once in your life, you know? I don't know, Patricia. I mean... There's so many scammers out there mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. I don't know. And they bank on people trusting. Yeah. It's, it's terrible that we have so many citizens, and, and I'm not talking the scammers, but so many people who are taught through this stuff not to trust people. And it's terrible not to trust people. What a story Bob told tonight from Wisconsin, huh? Oh, yeah, and that's a pretty common one. When your grandchild calls and says, I need money. Oh, my gosh. And I'm in jail and you have to get me out. That's that's one. How can you live with yourself 
pulling that kind of scam off? I don't know. I truly don't know. Oh, well. Especially when you're starting... Especially the scammers that raid on on the uh, elderly, per se, mm-hmm. or, 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 or seniors. I mean, it's just... Yeah. takes a certain hoofa, as somebody like to say, or guts yeah. to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, well. Would you like the quick list? Sure. Okay. Starts out, 16 most popular... <clears throat> is auto warranties. They will send you notices with your correct car, your correct registration number, your correct VIN number, everything that appears on the information on your car. And, of course, it's public information. So they will send something to you and say, your warranty runs out in six months, and we will extend it for you. And they sound official. We're representing Toyota for me, for example. Uh-huh. And they sound official, and they're not. They're rip-offs. Yeah, because once a warranty in the car elapsed, I don't think you can renew it. I think you can probably get something through the dealership, but the cost of it is just... Astronomical. Just out of line. And the next one is prize distribution centers. You have won $8 million oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, Barbara has such a good time with these people. I don't have the patience. I just get off my phone. <laughs> but she said, oh, really? Oh, how wonderful. Or the ones I get a lot, or you just want a free crew to whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All you have to do is send, I don't know, $2,000 yeah. processing fee. And she always <laughs> tells him, well, take it out of my winnings. <laughs> That's a great we, line, Barbara. Yeah, we we can't do that. Well, why not? Well, we're um we're um. <laughs> he, just, he just baffles these and she'll string them along for half an hour. I think we found Barbara calling. Again, please. We have found her calling in life. This is true. She, um, she would be fabulous at this. You she, hire her out. She'll give you. A CD for $15 with all the correct <laughs> comments to give these jerks. She could be the anti-spammer for for uh, for America. Exactly. exactly. And she is real. She's quick. She is so quick. And all I have, all I can think of is to hang up. No, I, I you know, I'm saying sometimes I think of the great comeback after I've gotten rid of a call. You know, I. Gosh darn it, I should have said Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time, I did get one of the scammers who calls. They they call and say, as, I guess it was Bob who mentioned it before, mm-hmm. they want to sell you services because, oh, maybe it was you. The computer yes. has a virus, yes. and if you give us, yep. uh, we'll we'll take care of it from here, yep. and we're representing Microsoft. And I said, really? Oh, isn't that fabulous? And he said, well, turn on your PC. I said, I don't have a PC. <laughs> Well, um, what do you have? <laughs> you have you have Microsoft uh, in your computer. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> He's just struggling so hard to get me to do his bidding. Uh-huh. And finally I said, I have a Mac. And there was dead silence. And he said, what's a Mac? <laughs> you know what he should have said is, which, which cheese? 
Mac. <laughs> and it is a Big Mac. <laughs> it's a big screen. So, yeah, so that's, um, that's how I, but that's the only one I've ever had the presence of mind to say to myself, don't hang up, don't hang up. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got you one that you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, and I bet most females have gone through this in their lives. Uh, my mom picked up the phone and got one of those obscene phone calls, you know, the heavy breathing routine. Uh-huh. And my mom was so surprised, she said, can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> when you do that again? <laughs> oh, my gosh. A bunch of years ago. I know, this is good. A bunch of years ago, uh-huh. I had one who called, gosh, at least four times at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, jeez. Okay. You know, and who knows? I had an elderly mother mm-hmm. and, you know, family around. And I would always pick it up, and this guy would start his routine and yeah. say a few things that you knew were not the kinds of things your family would say to you. Right. And I would hang up, and the next night he would call again. So one night I just said, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I put the phone in a t- the receiver. Uh-huh in a towel and went back to bed. So he was he was saying all these neat things to a towel. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. He didn't call back again. Uh, you know, one of the recommendations for obscene phone callers mm-hmm. that circulates periodically is to blow a whistle into, you know, and you can go Ooh. to business in one ear with a whistle. And it is vehemently discouraged by police departments because they say it's an invitation to the obscene caller to do the same thing to you. So, not a good thing. But it sure sounds like it blow out my ears if I, if I would do... It would. It, it can do serious damage. Oh, my gosh. Serious damage. But once they know what you're going to do, you pick up the next phone call, and he's got the whistle. So, not a I, good thing. I, I, our, late friend, our late neighbor across the street, every time he got wanted a telemarketing call, uh, eventually he would get... Put, leave the phone off the hook and, and just walk away and just let them have the one-way conversation. That's, mm-hmm. and that's what I did with the obscene call. Yep. I went back to bed. Yep, yep, yep. So I, th- I think that's a great solution when I'm talking. Well, nowadays what I'm getting, folks, a lot of it, and I just hang up, and I don't know if they're gonna, when they're going to catch on to this. <laughs> um, a lot of these telemarketing calls are seem to be computer-generated. Yes, they are. And I can hear... The little computer switching sound or boop boop, and I just hang, once I hear, I just hang up. You know, I just know what it's gonna be. Yeah. Or if you had dev, if you had dev, if you have dead air, mm-hmm. even for a couple of seconds, it's a telemarketer because they they have automatic dialing on their equipment, and mm-hmm. as soon as somebody picks up, they're supposed to push a button, and you know, make it sound like you picked up to a, a real caller. Yeah. If they miss, you know, they're chatting with their next-door neighbor in the call center, and they miss it for a couple of seconds. That's your signal just to hang up. Yep. So, uh, okay, so we've got offers to lower your interest rates. Forget it. Okay. Bank messages that want you to check your accounts, or they want to check your accounts, and they want your Social Security number, da 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 uh-uh. No. Advanced fee loan scams. Telemarketer promises a consumer a loan or a credit card on very attractive terms. All the has to do is spend a processing fee. So we're back to the processing fee. Okay, yeah. A fat 
finger dialing scam. Now, I've never heard of that. Let's see what this is. Simple mistakes in dialing or writing down a phone number. Type of con plays into what is called a fat finger dialing scam. Consumers make a mistake dialing a number. We just said that. What is wrong with you people? You get paid by the word? Gee <laughs> whiz. They make a mistake dialing a number and end up connected to someone who leads them down a rip-off path. Hmm, interesting. Interesting, okay. Yeah, well, whatever. Free listings in the yellow pages. Targets businesses, mostly. Huh. Bogus fundraising operations. Yes, yes, we all know about that. And anybody who calls from the police, benevolent, whatever it is, and they're asking for donations, hang up. It is always a scam. Uh, uh, have they stopped selling tickets to the policeman's ball, the fireman's ball, that those days are over? I think those days are over. Uh-huh. I've not heard of them. Uh, and, in fact, the only time I've heard of them is in the old-time radio Yeah, shows. that's what I'm yeah. wondering, if that's truly a bygone era kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The Shriners. Yeah. The Shriners will call and say, we've got tickets for the circus. that we And this is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Because I've checked them out, the Shriners, are, and I'm sure there's somebody out there emulating them. But right. for the most part, the Shriners are good, and they ask you to buy a block of tickets, and they're going to take kids to the circus. Right. It's fine. I don't know where they're going to find a circus anymore. Larry sent a note that Ringling Brothers is shutting down permanently after 146 years. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that incredible? No. Well, the, the audience for circuses just isn't there anymore. Well, I don't see them in coming in town like they used to as a kid no. either. They're sure no. I've got, and let's face it, the expense. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. I heard something tonight, um, and I'll tell you after you go through but something I want to tell you about. Okay. <laughs> the Ringling Brothers have had already made arrangements to have their elephants right. taken into special... Put that compounds and places put, where elephants. Put that on yours. We want to talk to one of them, the elephant, you know, uh, uh, homes people. It'd be fun to talk to some of them. He's um, we this have year. to do it before May. They're all gone in May. But no, no. I think after they go to the home, you know, can't we maybe oh, track the them? elephant people? Yeah. Oh, the ones who take care of the yeah. elephants. Ooh, I'll see if I can find something. I think that'd be fun. I'm working on my list. Okay. The one from last week is horrific. <laughs> it just kept going. Had to turn the paper over. Yeah. Um, okay, phone toner scam. A scam artist possesses a warehouse representative or vendor and makes contact with a targeted company and say, "This is John Jones. I need the model number of your cop- of your copier." Huh. Oh yeah, and then they bill you. Cramming. This one's a goodie cramming when monthly charges pop up on your telephone bill for optional services that you never organized or authorized, such as voicemail paging or club memberships and stuff like that there. It's called cramming. If you do not sign or make uh, most of your telephone service people aware informally, I do not want, um, you know, block block the cramming, you will get somebody who hops in and can take over your service, not only charge you extra stuff, but actually take over your service. So, you know, pay attention to... I did not know that's even yeah, possible. phone company offers, and just make sure that 
you've got protection against cramming because it can be pricey. That's one of the most confusing things is looking at telephone bills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the billing system. It's just horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Slamming. You can have your telephone service switch to a new carrier without your permission, so you got to let your phone company know about that as well. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I would guess that the Internet provider, the VOIP, probably does this automatically. It's landlines through AT&T okay. or uh-huh. something like that that is probably the most vulnerable. But I don't know that for sure, so it really is worth checking out. Sure. Okay, jury duty. They'll tell you, you had, you're late for jury duty. <laughs> and um, if you pay this fine right away, you'll be excused. Da, da, da. Do not ever pay a fine or anything governmental that comes in your email because it is false. Uh, oh, and I bet you, I bet you could be, get in really big trouble messing with the court systems like that. <laughs> if they can find you. Yeah. They're, you know, you can't arrest somebody from India. That's true. Yeah, okay, government grant, because you pay your income taxes on time, you have been awarded $12,500 government grant. Mm, don't buy it. Um, and the IRS scams, of course. That's legendary, basically, isn't it, those IRS It scams, is, you know, and the IRS wants you to pay bills and they want to confirm your Social Security number and your bank account numbers, da-da-da-da-da. Don't do it. Okay, you hang up on, find the official number of the organization and call them. This is good. Call forwarding scam. You may receive a phone call or a message where the caller requests you to dial a two-digit code preceded by, uh, you know, the star key or the pound key or whatever, and then another phone call to claim your prize. Procedures up. programs your telephone to forward your calls to another number, possibly a toll or long-distance number. Scammers then call your number. <laughs> da, 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 it's around. So um, call forwarding doesn't work. If you ever see like a 1-900 number, those are like big rip-off, basically. Oh, yes. And there's one that begins with an 8. I think it's 876. Okay. They are down in Jamaica mm-hmm. and in you know, many of the other islands. And it costs you a fortune to call these people. You don't know why they're calling, so you call them back. And sometimes it's as much as $5 a minute. Wow. Whoa. Wow. You get put on hold, you're still charged for it. Wow. Ooh. Okay, and then we have telemarketing travel fraud. Well, we can do that one. Get rich quick schemes. Anybody who (laughs) promises you would get rich. You can hang up on them as well. So these are the most popular ones. Who knows what comes after number 16? Well, this is really scary stuff. Really scary stuff. We just want everybody to be safe. One thing I do, and maybe this is not going to work down the road, but especially when I I try to always be nice to every telemarketer, uh, especially when they're asking for money. Mm-hmm. And I ask them... When you send something to me in writing, that way I can take it to my line club. And generally, most people don't even want to send anything out in writing anymore, never, Patricia. Never, never, because so many of them are scams. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I heard something the last two days I want to share with you, and I, I know our buddy Dan did this the last time. You know, they're doing away with 
the census, the personal census takers. Really? Yes. The last census that we took cost the U.S. government over $10 billion. So, oh, we. So they're going to say 5.3 by doing away with their personal, they're going to go online. How are they going to keep people or, or count people who aren't online? This is, this is, this is how they're going to do it. They're going to go online or cell phone or your telephone. And if, don't, if they don't work, they'll send somebody out personally with a phone. And you'll answer it, and then they'll pick, punk their phone and send it automatically to the censorship bill. But they figure with that format, they're going to save $5.3 billion that way. Oh. Yeah, the other thing that is scary about having a personal contact, mm-hmm. you're giving them so much information. If you've got the long one, I, I don't know, how. what is it, one in 25 maybe, mm-hmm. who get the long questionnaire. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So I don't know if you can refuse that and just insist that you be counted. Do you know that? I don't know. I was asking mom and dad, and I didn't want the last time we have a personal, a personal sentence. I don't remember it. But dad said that, and mom said they did it a long, long time ago. It was the last time they've been, you know, by, you know, something in the mail that they fell out. But they, they remember having a, a personal visit years I don't ever remember that, but it hmm. might. Must have been a long time ago. Yeah. You know. Interesting. So I had someone do personal contact stuff, and I can't remember what it was for. It turned out to be legitimate, and of course I gave her the answer. She said, "You're one of the lucky ones who got the long form here." And I, I said, "You know, I don't, I don't want people coming in here. I don't know who they are." So she said, "Well, we can do it by phone." I said, "That's." dandy i can do that and she showed me her identification and you know so i was okay with that but that was the the only time in a very long time that i had personal contact but of course they only do this every 10 years yeah yeah the last couple of days they've been i'm generally very happy about doing surveys and Mm -hmm. things on the phone but they've been calling during dinner hour or something so i said call me back the next couple of nights you know I'd be happy to do it, but uh, so- sometimes, you know, my 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 parents are generally don't the one the one line for my mom and dad. They just don't want to give out household income. You know, when once that not when they start asking household income, then that's the only when I shut them mm-hmm. down. You know, that's yeah. just, that's just for my folks. Couple, and when they get to the. Um, religious affiliations uh-huh. and your ethics and I uh, gone, you know, just take me off your list. Yeah, everybody had to little sense of <laughs> yes. And, lines. and in political times, you know where the information is going. Mm-hmm. Whichever candidate they're supporting, they're looking to collect information and say, okay, twenty-eight of our people on this yep. line, and ignore the rest of them. So. You know, it's, it's it's really a shame because organizations like Gallup, Mr. Gallup died too. Um, the the Gallup polls, for example, yep. they can't put together poll information unless people talk with them. But how do you know they're legitimate? Well, nowadays, we're face it. If you look at the the current political cycle, mm-hmm. I remember until the election, they think every poll they off by twelve percent. They've really gotten. 
Oh, they were they were way out. The 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 the, the sampling data is not correct anymore, and I and I'm wondering, are we sort of seeing 1948 over again where they missed the Truman Duty because they didn't count the people in rural era of America? Now more and more people don't have a landline phone. It's, there's cell phones. I mean, it it that I'm just wondering. The sampling data just must be totally off base now. It, it is so skewed because people like me and people like you, you know, say, you know, now is not a good time, and they'll never call back, or very few of them call back, and I'm just not willing to do it. Having got stung by a couple, I'm I'm just not willing to do it anymore. What I what I said when I said I said well, sometimes the last time I knew, I knew I had. I got 20 minutes. Can you get it done in 20 minutes? If not, I'm going to ask to leave you in 20 minutes. And then I give them a countdown. And I said, I got five minutes to go, two minutes to go. And they're trying, and, I, and I'm giving them fast answers. I, I got to read all four choices to you. You know, I'm trying to get through it before, uh, yeah. before I'm going to have to hang up. Yeah. You know. So. Mm-mm-mm. You know, technology was supposed to make life so. <laughs> I think in the, especially in the corporate America, the pace has gotten so. Mom says that a lot of times in the corporate America now, they're <laughs> working with two computer screens, because they got two they got two screens going at the same time. Sure. They go they go back and forth, back and forth in the same documents. And it's nuts. It it just it. I'm really surprised how many people survive that kind of an environment. Well, I wonder if it's just young person games, to be honest with you. I would think so. You know? I would think so. <laughs> I want to go live in my magical forest, please. Well, you, mm-hmm. are, you are a writer. So we'll, we'll, we'll have you write the great... isolation? We'll have you write the great American novel in your treehouse. In my treehouse, yes. Yes, it's going to be a wonderful treehouse. In a magical forest mm-hmm. in Domino's delivery area. Veggie Vec- pizza or anchovies? What, what, what can I deliver to you? Oh, silly you. Okay. <laughs> you can have your pineapple and I can have okay. the anchovies. Okay. And I won't even make you taste mine because. This- You'll eat it all. Yeah, I will. And you're going to make me eat one bite of. I, look, I it, it, well, we can trade a bite each, okay? That way I'll at least know what anchovy tastes like, because I have no idea. Really? You nope. might like them. I might. Oh, you don't You don't like salty food, though. I wasn't raised on it, you know? Mm. Anchovies are very salty. You know, a lot of times I'm almost, I can brush away the salt and everything. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> With anchovies, they're soaked in it. And, you know, it's not salted like you would find with a yep, potato or a chip. Yep. It's, uh, it's soaked in it. So, oh, but they are so good, Walden. Would you, do you remember the first time you had them? Or did, what, did you have them as a kid, or was it when you were an adult? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's like asking me the first time I had olives. I, I don't remember. Maybe they were always part of your life. I don't know about that. Mm. But caviar, I had caviar one time at a at a gathering. It was I don't know uh-huh. an editorial to who, and they had this big centerpiece of caviar. I put some on a cracker, and I thought, I think I have gone to heaven here. I <laughs> loved it. 
<laughs> can't afford it, but I, I really liked it. And that wow. was the first time. I remember that one. That was the first time I had caviar, but I don't know about anchovies. I guess I'm a fish kid. You are. I like fish. I just, the smell just kills me. I know. Yeah, I know. You just, you just, there are some foods that I can't tolerate. There are some that you can't tolerate, and fish is at the top of the list. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty good about eating it nowadays compared to as a kid, but it reminds me, because I love the show Coast the Ocean, and when they, when you smell all the dead fish out there, that smell just drives me nuts. Really? Oh. Oh, that's see, the ocean smell, and I guess it's partly fish that are in the, oh, gosh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Huh. I'll, I'll sniff your air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to come here. I don't get the scent of the Gulf. I'm too far from the Gulf. It doesn't carry that many miles. So do you think the Atlantic has a different smell than the Gulf? Um, gee, it probably would. Mm -hmm. Because this is warm water. You've got cold water out there. So different species. Yeah, you you know, we never hear about shark attacks in in Florida. Do you guys know? You, you, logically, I would think you would have shark attacks, wouldn't you? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, I would think with the warm water, you would. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We just don't hear about it like we do out here in California. Yeah, well, you've got great whites out there. Right. Woo. And they're thinking they're getting close and close to the shoreline because they think either they're looking for food or or the water getting warmer. Mm. Yeah, and apparently they don't care what temperature it is. They're all over the place. I was surprised at how many great whites are are showing up. So anyhow, mm-hmm. stay out of the water, Walden. I will. I haven't been in the beach water in a while. Yeah, and you know, I don't even. Oh dear me, there have been shark attacks reported, mm-hmm. and the people were standing a little bit higher than ankle deep in the water. They just came right up and grabbed them at the leg. I I just I don't. You know, when I go when I go to the beach, I'm a sand bunny. I'm just, I, I'm really, I don't walk in the water. I'll, I'll walk on the firm sand that was wet, but mm-hmm. not in the water. No more. My, my mom, when we, you know, we had um, abilities to go into the uh, ocean because the Irvine Company owned beach uh-huh. property. But what I remember my mom as being one of the ones that would have the umbrella up and love to read and take, you know, load her, load her up her with the suntan oil and stuff like that there, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not one of those. You would be a walker, right? I'm a walker. You're a walker. <laughs> when I can. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I'll get back. I'll get back. You would do it. You uh, would do I'm, it. I was content with the thought that I would never run on the beach again. Now I would be content with the thought, if I can walk on the beach again, <laughs> holy cats, what a world, what a world. Okay, what would you like? I've got questions for you. Alrighty. We have... Uh, now, see, if I get any of these right, are they, are they going into the Dave Kane file? Sure. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I've got, what, four years, five years, six years? Seven. You've got seven years to pull from. Yes. Uh, the The early, early times were... They were Mickey Mouse little. 
We're into the serious stuff here now. You're not going to. It's only a Stump Walden question. It just kind of grew from. I know. There. So you're not going to give him the Mickey Mouse stuff? You're going to throw him at kindergarten level, huh? No baby stuff. Okay. We're going for the throat. Oh, dear. And I'm so glad Dave is in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dave. I should be up for coffee about now. We love you, Dave. You hear us on the replay on the blue. You know, okay. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it will well, well, be after my time with him, right? Well, oh, yes. You're safe. Yes, I'm safe. You're mm. very, and considering all the holiday stuff we just did, uh-huh. if, this probably stuff won't be heard until who knows when, you know. That's okay. Could yeah. you like Christmas all during the year, so it will just extend it That's for true. you. You'll be happy. Time, time is Easter. We'll be celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay, we have a Stump Walden yep. question, Walden's Brain Teaser, yep. Walden's Colonial question, yep. Residential question, yep. Residential quote. Yep. Boy, I really did my homework on this one, huh? Okay, that's five. And, yes, and then we have your First Lady question or quote, mm-hmm. and your baseball question. Yep. And, drum roll. Geography. We have a geography question for That's you. That's eight categories. This is almost like Jeopardy. You know, you got all these categories for me. Right, except I don't give money. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to do double or nothing or, you know, how yeah. much. What, what, is, what they do, how much do you wager? I don't know. I never really have watched the game too closely too often, so I'm not too sure how the thing is played. I think you have a board, a point, and you try to... Wipe out categories. That's how I think it played. They they tend to stick with categories mm-hmm. because they're smart in a particular category. Mm-hmm. And then if they give an, an incorrect answer or don't have one, then the next person gets to buzz. And they'll usually take the rest of the questions in somebody's, uh, somebody's yeah. really strong area. So. I've heard people say, "Oh, y'all young up I I am not that good. I I would I would have to do a lot of studying before I even would try to get on one of those shows. Because mm-hmm. it's just... And I'm sure they do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. One of the really tragic stories that came out recently was a woman who had cancer. She's really bubbly and cute, uh-huh. dark hair, you know, and she was a huge winner on Jeopardy. And she had stage four by the time she was on the show, and she died before the show was aired. So she never got to see herself no. on Jeopardy. But at least she had the, the enjoyment of going through the process. That is correct, and she did very, very well. Wow. So that, that was a nice experience for her. It was, it, it was a bittersweet yes. thing because she got to do it and did so well, and then never had an opportunity to see it. So I guess doing it was more important than seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she did it in the right order. Okay, what would you like? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you a question about this, and I, I grew up, my question flew out the head. I'll figure it out later. Um. That happens to you, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, hooray! Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, do I feel better. Okay. What, what, what? We, we are alike. Um, my first lady quote or comment, please. Okay. First lady. Let's see. 
This is a quote. Campaign behavior for wives. Always be on time. Do as little as talking as is humanly possible. Lean back in the parade car so everyone can see the president. Those are the instructions. That sounds like Pat Nixon to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. That, that might be... I guess so, but it isn't, obviously. <laughs> but um, my my mom just got done reading, reading a book about the fir- all the uh, first ladies or the, fam- or the last ten presidents, and I didn't realize this until my mom pointed this out to me that Pat Nixon went through seven presidential elections with her husband. Not with yeah. her husband. Yeah. Okay, you know, time time Nixon ran. ran Eisenhower, two VP, 52, 56, ran for president in 60, ran for president again in 68, 72, 76. You know, the combat he must have seen. And then governors and and senators and... And and, and so she, that's why once he retired, she de- never wanted to be in the public eye again, you know? I can understand that. Yeah. Because he, he, was, in, he was in the Senate, correct? He was a congressman, then went to the U.S. Senate. Yeah. And then, okay, so those were elections. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Bless you, my dear. And thank you. And then the governorship in California. What they lost. Had yeah. Nixon to kick around. Yeah. So that was another camp. By golly, this poor woman. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just never thought of it in those terms before. No, I didn't even until they, until they picked it, until uh, until my mom was reading some of the interesting quotes uh-huh. and sidelines of it. All right. So, would you like to know who said this, or you want your? No. Uh, let's go with Jacqueline Kennedy. No. Bet no. Truman. Bet Truman. No. Amy, Amy Eisenhower. <laughs> you only got three. Now you're up to four. <laughs> All right, you, you got me. You just sneak these little things. I know. You got me, my dear. Wait, what, who is it? Eleanor Roosevelt. Boy, she's the answer to about 80% of the first lady questions, practically. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> had Martha Washington in there. You did. You've done very well. For a while, though, I can almost bank on Eleanor Roosevelt being the answer to a lot of them. But that's true. Don't even bother to ask. The answer is Eleanor. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you've spread them around lately. Always be on time, do as little talking as is humanly possible, and lean back in the parade car so everyone can see the president. I would think these probably came from the president, (laughs) not a a first lady. But, I mean, this is something I could see FDR saying to Eleanor. Yeah, my mom's reading a current book book on the life of Eleanor and Teddy Roosevelt's daughter. Ooh. At the same time, it's a dual biography kind of thing. Oh, my goodness. Alice, boy, wasn't yeah. a handful. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And she was a handful right through to the end of her life. Yeah, I bet she was. She was. I read an interview done by, I guess it was a magazine writer, and it was really a great interview, but my goodness, was she sassy. And she was <laughs> she was well into her 80s, maybe early 90s when she gave this interview. Wow. Yeah, no, no, not going to get married ever again. <laughs> I don't know what happened in her first, in her only marriage, but apparently it wasn't something that met with her approval. <laughs> it 
from the way she said it. So, okay, what else? You do good horse sounds. Um, my geography question, my dear. Ooh, okay. Which state is the Grand Canyon in? I think I'm going to get this one. Okay. Arizona. Very good. Oh, wow. Now, now I'm going to turn up the heat next week. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. What's next? That was very good, by the way. Thank uh, you. I always thought it was, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> you thought it was in Nebraska? No. Oh, okay. No, until about 10 years ago, <laughs> I thought it was in a state other than Arizona. Are you going to tell me which one? You know. Are you going to tell me which one? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I have to. Did you thought it was in New Jersey or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Colorado. Well, pretty close. It's closer than New Jersey, you know. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Well, let's, do, let's try my colonial question now. Oh, colonial question. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We got a good colonial question. Uh, it, this one is such a rotten question to ask you, but it has such a great answer. I really wanted to do this. What were the names of the three British ships that were boarded by colonialists who tossed the tea overboard? Oh. The Penta, Maria, and Mayflower, or whatever. The, what, 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 what do we call those things? The Piata? The oh, Mina? The Mina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? Yes. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what a night. What a screwy night. And you're helping. No. I, I need to tell you these. I mean, there's no way that anybody except a researcher would know the answers. Okay. But. The, but the, how they get these names. The Dartmouth, which I can accept. The college, yeah. Yeah. The Beaver. Really? Yeah, Brett, this is from London. Really? The Beaver. And the last one is the Eleanor. Go wow. I mean, go wow. figure. Dartmouth, maybe, but I would never get any of them. I mean, the Beaver? The Beaver. <laughs> Well, see, now you understand why it was something that I just had to be able to say. You're going to give that to Dave? I, I don't think so. Okay. No, because yeah, we're only going to give him ones that you could answer. And that was a dirty, sneaky question. But I really needed <laughs> just to talk about the answer. The beaver? The beaver. Well, the beaver carried a lot of tea. Mm. So, okay, what's next? My presidential quote. Your presidential quote is down here. Let's see. Okay, your presidential quote. Uh, and I'll give you the person and part of the quote, and you have to finish it. Okay, George W. Bush, in a comedy routine during the 2001 Gridiron Club roast, said that he suspected his staff doubted his brain power because every day they gave him Doubted his brain power because every, every day they gave him broccoli. <laughs> no, that was his father. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. and it wasn't carrots. I don't milk. But it's a great answer. He said he suspected that his staff doubted his brain power because every day they gave him a daily intelligence briefing. Oh my gosh, that's a great answer. <laughs> 
That's a great answer. That is so much fun. He roasted himself. That's a great answer. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a fun one to stick in there. Mm-hmm. Which one next? My presidential question. Your presidential question. You know, I, I apologize if this is a repeat. I don't know if I said it to myself or to you. Who was the only president to actually pay off the national debt? Bill Clinton? <laughs> no, but you know, gosh, he did a darn good job. Yeah. He, was a, he was great with dollars Yeah. and laid out a plan and a, a budget plan that was going to cover the next five years after he left office and it just got trashed. So, you know, it, it was really disappointing because, from all accounts, it would have worked and reduced the um, national debt by $5 trillion. That's a lot of money. Yep. So, you, really, really sad. But you and I could was, build a really nice treehouse for yourself with $5 <laughs> trillion, dollars, my dear. Yeah, I could build a whole forest. I know. <laughs> and then move in. <laughs> okay. With wallpaper. Uh, yeah. Um for carpet. Let's see. Uh, I do not know, my dear. It was Andrew Jackson in 1835. He paid off the national debt. I don't know what the debt was, but of course for that time and year, it was substantial enough to make people's teeth hurt. But he paid it off. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Sure. That was pretty good. Very good. So I, I guess I hadn't asked you that. It was one that I had in my sure. house, and I, I thought I had asked yep. you. Nope, you have it. What, 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 what's next now? We're down to baseball, stump Walden, brain teaser, any... Uh, yeah. Is that it? That's it. Brain teaser. Your brain teaser. Now, this is for my mathematical genius here. You're supposed to react to that. <laughs> Oh, I just assumed that's a no, well-known fact. I wasn't going to say anything. That's true. That's okay. true. I yeah. mean, gee whiz, doesn't everybody know that? <laughs> <laughs> so, we can figure out how many hours are in a year, how many days are in a year, right. how many seconds are in a year. Well, can I give you the mathematical formula? Sure. Well. Don't even bother. It'd be 1 times 60. Yeah. Time 24. Right. Time 7. Mm-hmm. Times 365. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a leap year, that's the n- number of seconds. Okay. That's not the right answer. Oh, then I think I know the answer. Is it 12? That's correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. I, you, I knew you could. Okay. I just threw the mathematical genius thing in. T- yeah, that, that, that did it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just accepting that you knew I was brilliant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. You are so correct. You are so correct. Okay, we've got your stump Walden and your baseball. What makes me so brilliant, my dear? I don't. I haven't figured that one out yet. Okay. Thank you. I sound so stupid at sometimes, no matter what you say, you're going to be brilliant. <laughs> I can be stupid. No, you can't. You, okay. you are one of the smartest bunny rabbits I know on the face of the earth. However, I am known for stupidity sometimes. 
that's the, that's, raise... that, that's part of that's part of your charm. <laughs> right. The trouble is, yeah. you never know which I'm serious about. Yeah, you you what what's the word you Yvonne? What what the? Uh, oh, I'm enigmatic. But isn't there something that you're incredible genius? Is, oh, this is a certain word. Oh, a savant? Yes, you are a savant of stupidity. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. No, you're but not. Savant usually has an overdevelopment of a particular skill and an underdevelopment or normal development, I guess, in other parts of the brain. So a savant might be able to listen to an entire Mozart piece. Okay. And then be able to sit down in, in, at the piano and repeat it. Note for note. That is something. I know. I know. And, uh, you know, that, that's just an example of what they can do. And really, very remarkable people. Very remarkable. Okay, what now? You've got your stump Walden question and your baseball question. My baseball question, my dear. Oh, we're saving the other stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. Now, this one is a stinker, but I have faith in you. The heat is on, everybody. All right. It's on. Fourteen players in baseball history have hit four home runs in a single game. Fourteen. Name yep. seven. All right. Five. No, we, we, we can go for half of them. Okay. Uh, the guy who played for Atlanta, Bray, Bob, played third baseman. Let's see here. Uh, Bob Horner. Bob Horner. Good. He's on the list. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig is on there. Yes. Okay. Um. Alden is thinking. No yeah. help from the audience. Fourteen players have hit four home runs in a single game. I mean, they didn't all play the same game, but <laughs> you understand imperfect language. So he's uh, w- w- responsible for naming seven. Willie Mays? Willie Mays is on the list. Very good. Okay. Mike Smith. Mike Schmidt, the third not on the list. Not on the list for Philadelphia. Um, Joe, uh, Joe, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Mike Schmidt, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, you did good. You Joe, did good. Joe, Joe Adcott? Yes. My goodness. Um, hmm. You know all of these names. Some of them I never yeah. heard of. Some are obscure, but I'm just trying to. We're into form, four homes. Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges is in there. Very good. Okay. Got one more to go.
Mel Ott? Mel Ott is not in here. Okay. My no. first miss. Um, Jimmy Fox? Jimmy. No Jimmy on the list. Okay. There's only one other name on here that I recognize. Uh huh. And why I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, my dear. You got me. Okay. Now you're going to have to help me with some of the pronunciations sure. here. We've got Bobby Lowe. Okay. Where Where was he from? I don't know. That's a new one. Okay. I. I I think we've had his name before. Yeah. Like 1912. <laughs> okay. Ed Dillahanty. Uh, that's a name I'm familiar with, but I couldn't tell you much about him. Okay. Okay. So you, you know the name. Yeah. Chuck Klein. Chuck Klein, famous home run hitter, yep. Okay. Pat. Burl. Pat Burl. Terry. With Philadelphia? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. I just have their names. And here's the only other name in, in, on the list that I've heard before is Rocky Colavito. Of course, yeah. And Mark Whitten or Whitten? Yep, Whitten, Whitten yeah. Whitten, okay. Mike Cameron? Yep, outfielder for Seattle and other teams, yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. And Sean Green. Sean Green played for the Dodgers and uh, left-handed batter, yep. Okay, well, boy, you got six of these guys. I am really impressed. Very good. I'm glad. I am. I'm glad. My goodness. Anyone who is still hanging in there with us must be impressed, too. Well, again, that's why they're all saying you are a genius. That's not true. (laughs) Genius. I get to look up the answers, and you have to find them. Yeah. Okay, now that leaves us with a question, a Stump Walden question, that I'm positive you know, but I thought it was a neat piece of information for me to learn. What identity did Steve Adams assume when he had to combat evil? Say again back to Ivan. Steve Adams. He assumed another name or another person with another name when he had to fight evil. Right. Um, he was straight L. Yes, he was. Oh, my. I Boy, did you do well tonight. Right. Why? Goodness. My goodness. I still like that George W. Bush thingy. Very nice. <laughs> they gave him a tail intelligence nice. briefing, so therefore they doubted his brain power. That is real that that was good. Very good. He had good writers or a quick wit, I'm not sure which, but whichever it was, it was good. And that's the end of my list tonight. I've got a whole bunch of stuff down at the bottom. But you know I... <laughs> we can save it. All righty. Well, Patricia and I will be with everybody in two weeks with, with Joni Canova. But next weekend, we'll be broadcasting live from Las Vegas. That's done at 5 o'clock Eastern or 2 o'clock Pacific. I will email the, the chart to Patricia. And then Saturday, starting at noon Eastern or 9 o'clock Pacific on the blue. And Patricia will be on Dave Kane's show. And I think it's WRMP. Did we ever give a vacation? Let me see what I got here. W-R-N as in Nancy? Yeah. Okay. Don't go away. I have to find this. Boo-dee-boo-boo-boo. 
Okay, you you keep talking for a second. Anyway, so Patricia will be with Dave starting at 9 in the morning till noon. She'll break in between for Bobby Lydell, you know, but mm-hmm. that, that's okay. We we think it's very nice, Patricia, to be on with Dave for a while. Oh, she learned she class and culture to, to the show over there, so. Class and culture. Yeah. Yes. WNRP is a Florida station, so we have to find something different. Look on Dave. You got Dave's website, DaveKane.com, or? Let me do, let me do that. Good, 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 good. Oh, .net. Look at this. There he is. He's a .net, not a .com. How about that? Um, then we got Hog and Links. And Verizon. No, no. Let's see what we've got up here. How about Links? Um, the movie. No, no. Fundraising. No. The book. No. Media? No. He doesn't have it here. How dare he? Does he still have a show? <laughs> well, he better, because I'm showing up at 9 o'clock. <laughs> and if, if he was only fooling, I'm going to be really ticked. Yeah. <laughs> because I would rather be in bed at I know. 9 o'clock. If there's nothing else that I have to be to, be to, to which I must be, what? To be. A verb. So, no, it's not here. So let me try Dave Kane Radio. Or uh, Kane, Kane and Company, what he sort of goes by. Ah, uh, okay. Arbor, Massachusetts. Mm-mm. It's, all right. Dave Kane and Company. No. No, stylists, I don't think so. Um, let me see, Dave Kane and Company Radio. Let's see, radio. Ooh. Kane and Company, W-A-R-A. Does that sound right? That's it. You got it. <laughs> okay. You got it. You sent me everywhere. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't I'm sorry. worry about me. I'm sorry. Saturday, 9 to 12 p.m. What am I supposed to be looking for? Question for Dave, I guess. Told me to go look. Oh, I'll link. To, oh, here it is. Uh, clink, clink. All then. I think I'm overdue for night, night. I think uh, so. We do not clink here. We click here. <laughs> clink, clink. Yes. All right. So let me bookmark this. Da 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 da. And bookmark. Da 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 da. Bookmark menu. Da da da. Radio sites. That's what we can do. That. Well, and the nice thing about uh, he, they 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 post them as podcast, so I'll be able to download it when I get home. Mm-hmm. And we can hear you. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I'm oh. not going to tell anyone how to get there until after I've been there. That's fair. Not fair? That's very fair. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll tell them whoever asks and complains, I'll just say Walden said it. And that's good enough for everybody, right? <laughs> when Walden <laughs> says it, everybody listens. This is good. Okay, I'm about done in. Patricia and I are ready to run off to the races. Who? Who? You and I. We're ready to, we're ready to go off to a never-never sleeping land. Oh, that's good. And so I'm going to... I get a little nervous when you use the word we sometimes. Well, aren't we a team? 
We are a team. Uh, we've been together and for a while. Say we will be doing this, and I'll say I didn't know about. Have Have we been together for a while? Well, I don't know about together, but we will be doing this for a while. <laughs> we've been together on this show for a while. Yes, we have. It's a we. Uh huh. It is a we. It's a partnership. It is a partnership. We ain't got a bunch of money. <laughs> Maybe we're ragged and funny. We're singing along. Humming our song. We're 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 traveling along, singing our song. Yeah, and then what? Side by side. Very good. All right. That's us. See. Yeah. We're hitting the road, everybody. I'm going to Vegas, and Patricia's going to Massachusetts. Uh huh. And gosh, I, I, maybe I'll get to talk to you before you go. Oh yeah, we'll do that. I, I hope so. We do that. And so we're rolling up the sidewalk for tonight. We're ready for bed. I'm going to throw on the music. I'm going to send Patricia my, my uh, schedule. Yes. That way she knows where to Forward find it. Forward it to anyone who is asking for it. Yep. Yep. John from Florida. I guess Paul from California. And, and others. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can look for Patricia on her Facebook page. That way, that way she can post it there. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> Cruel. I do not have a Facebook page, everybody, so please don't use your time looking. Well, you know, if you want to get in touch to, to, to with Patricia to Facebook, there's one easy way. Send me an email. No, you can go for me on Facebook, and I can just ah, say, oh, okay. that's how we can take care of that. Mm-hmm, but you never check Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better the older I get, so... You have large spaces in between. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, you know, there are things such as priorities. Yeah, and I sort of have a tendency. I, I I'm amazed. I hear she, she, but I'm, I'm discontinuing my Facebook account in order to finish this book. I guess people have distraction issues and they just don't want to be bothered. I guess. Hmm. A way for them to manage their time. I guess. I don't know. I've got ADHD. I have trouble managing my time. <laughs> well, no, not really. Not really. I'm I'm actually pretty good at it now. It used to make me nuts. Practice make perfect, my dear. It, it, maybe. Maybe. It really took a lot of time and work to cultivate some kind of an attention span. Well, you you have it with me. I keep you tra- I keep you attracted. You keep me on my toes. That's true. Need not to pay attention. <laughs> I am. You are. I'm afraid not to pay attention. Well, that's okay. It's okay. It's part of the beauty and charm of you. <laughs> it keeps me focused. You keep me focused. I try. You do a good job. You do a good job. Okay, now we have to say good night. All right. You want to say good night? Sure. Good night, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Boy, did we have. I did. Walden will have to speak for himself. I had such a good time tonight with so many screwed up things. <laughs> I did. I'm glad we got the phone working again. So thank oh, you for. Oh, poor Walden. Thank you oh, for Oh, my goodness. That. Good yeah. night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. And here, everybody, we'll talk to you all tomorrow here on Yesterday's USA.
JAWS Professional, Fibber McG and Molly Folder, Fibber MCG and Molly Fold, Alt-Tab, Skype, Alt-Tab, SoundForge Pro 11 point, Escape, 0 point, Enter, 0 point, oh, 0 point, Enter, 0 point, oh, Menu Bar, Menu A, Leaving Menus, Data Window, Sound 1 Star, Save as Dialog, File Name, Colon, Sound 1, Edit, Set the Value, Use the Arrow Keys or Type the Value, Alt plus N, S, S, Blank, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-N-I-G-A-T-1-1-4-1-7 S-E-C-O-N-D-P-C Save it, save but enter data window type in text 0.029 seconds JAWS Professional Patricia from F Windows M Desktop S-C-K-X-S Sound Forge Enter User Alt Y Sound 